player 2 has joined the game. everybody welcome to episode 181 of the two-player co-op podcast as always i'm on your host here kevin along with my brother from my mother's show one how are we doing i'm doing fantastic and do you want to know why that is sean because it's a three-player co-op it is a three-player oh. co-op <laughs> episode we busted out the multi-tap two-player co-op correspondent and co-host of panel to panel john bernardo is here ladies and gentlemen What's up, guys? Oh. Thanks for having me. Oh, I gotta let's take the sweater off. That's it. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna yeah, be one. Out. That kind of show. <laughs> we're, we're getting serious now. <laughs> I'm already getting hot and heavy in here, uh, boys. <laughs> so, if you've been following us for a while, you've heard the name John Bernardo many times. Um, first off, we, we met John online. My god, I don't even know. Almost probably, probably right around four years ago at this point on the kind of oh, forums, yeah. Um, and at that time, we were audio only. We switched over to YouTube, and John noticed when we switched to YouTube, we didn't have an intro music because I was afraid to put so. We, I'm Mother Earth. Yeah, so we <laughs> used a Canadian band. Shout out to John Bernardo. Shout out. From uh, Canadian band I Mother Earth, uh, their, their song One More Astronaut. I love the opening of that song, that first 20, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. We used that as our opening for a while. And John was like, Would you guys like if, we, if I made you some intro music? And I was like, yeah and he sent us three or four different versions and i was like they're all fantastic and we settled on what you've now been hearing for just about four years um and we joke around a lot that we are forever grateful for that but i mean it's 100 percent honest like i freaking every time i listen to a podcast or i'm editing a podcast or anything when i when i hear that player two has joined the game and i that music hits it just brings a smile to my face and that's all because of you john so oh, thank man, you yeah, so sweet. much I don't, I, i'm actually jealous that i didn't save that for myself so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've gone on the record multiple times saying that was probably your favorite one you've created so yeah, very thankful. I, I hear it and i go fuck i gave that one away eh? it was <laughs> so good it's so good it's okay, it's it's just you guys have best. done so much more with it than i ever would have so it's fine <laughs> um but it's shocking that this is the first time we've had you on. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were talking about off air, we we did a podcast mm-hmm. with John a while ago for a link to our pasts, and we screwed up on our end. This is when Sean and I were still trying to figure out what the hell we were doing, and we only had one of our two microphones working, so the audio was just horrible, and you couldn't hear Sean, and we lost it. Um, but eventually, whenever a link to our past come back, uh, mm. I, I want to do that again. Yeah. Um, that's got to be the first one coming back. Gotta, we need to do a redo for that one. Absolutely. I mean, John, you're one of our favorite people. I mean, it, oh, of all the people, sweet. like mm-hmm. never having met face to face, like that's mm-hmm. what we'll get into all the, the normal stuff here in a minute. But like of all the people we've met, like online, like it's it's you and it's Logan, Logan and, and Nerd James 901 guys, and Matt and the Nerd. But I mean, we, but I'm, but I'm saying we've actually met them and Logan we met too. Mm-hmm. He, he came to Memphis. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, I'm just so thankful, like, even if we never turn this into a full-time gig, which all of us, we think that's our, you know, that that's what we want. It, I mean, we, you don't get into it unless you think that's a Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, like, even without that, like, we've met so many awesome people, and you were one of the absolute first ones, and just, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're forever, forever, God damn. Forever. <laughs> we're forever thankful uh, for, for your friendship and everything, John. So, I'm glad to find you. appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I didn't even bring flowers, man. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, I'm blushing here, you know. 
John, <laughs> why don't you, before we get into all the rigmarole, uh, talk about panel to panel if you want. Yeah, actually, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, this is my first podcast since our show went on a hiatus back in July. So this is me shaking off the rust here. Uh, um, so panel to panel is basically my comic book podcast with Andrew Taylor. Uh, you know him, he does raccoon city radio and he is currently on Jumpmaster, which I used to be a part of as well. Um, and we're basically a comic book show that covers all comic book related items. So whether it be the comic books themselves, which is what we primarily focus on or, um, movies based on comics, TVs based on comics, video games based on comics. Right. So we're able to cover, all of our favorite things, but they need to be based off comics. And we really try to push the fact that we're here for people that aren't really afraid to get into comics or they're kind of uh, intimidated by it. So that's our main goal here. And at the end of the day, it's just to do something a little bit different because we can't find a, a comic podcast that we relate to. Um, so we're going to create the podcast that we relate to. And we're actually I have good news exclusive. If you guys want it, um, that oh, we're coming back real soon. Um, awesome. I don't know when, but after listening to this, we'll probably be out within the next few weeks. So just keep your ears to the ground uh, on Twitter at PanelPod, um, at any social network at PanelPod, and you'll find it. Awesome. So let me ask you a question about comics. Yeah. Um, I love, you know, the superheroes. <laughs> I love comic characters. I love comic movies, all that. I have never been able to get into comic books even though i know i would like them the issue i always have what was the thing that they launched it was like the marvel subscription kind of thing where you marvel just unlimited. Act- yeah that thing yeah. i think there was like a free trial or something i'm like i need to check this out it's and then i just it was just so overwhelming and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know where to start and that's always been my issue but like i'll be like the other maybe it was today today or yesterday i'm uh, you know scrolling through twitter and i came across something that was from god knows what comic but it's thanos freaking ripping iron man in half and i'm like holy crap like what is that like there's so many cool things that i feel like i would love to read and i just i never know where to start because there's just so many different i mean there's just so many different ones now all the same characters but just different like versions of them and yeah, universes and iterations and all that yeah so how how would somebody like me get into comics where 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 do we start i guess you gotta listen to the next episode <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> um <laughs> for, me, for me the thing that kept me away from comics for the longest time was exactly what you're talking about you don't know where to start you don't know what to do um so my focus is actually outside of superheroes i don't read that many superheroes i did have marvel unlimited for a year and i found it hard to read a lot of books because you know you'd started reading a few issues and then said okay go to see this person in this issue next so and i don't want to start a new series from the middle of it so i read it from the beginning and then that one has a crossover and i read that from and like you said it gets overwhelming so my focus is i'd like to read more of and this might be better for you is read non-superhero comics because there's amazing stories in non-superhero comics Um, If you want to stick with superhero comics, though, what I personally do is I stick to standalone stories. Uh, For Batman, there's Batman White Knight, which is my favorite comic, one of my favorite comics. And it's basically the Joker. It's kind of like they flip. Batman is looked at as the bad guy and Joker is this savior of the city. So and then there's um, a Superman one called American Alien, which is five different chapters of Superman's life where just to see how he came up. But it's not 
from your typical Superman origin story. Like there's one of them where Bruce, um, Clark Kent gets drunk and pretends to be Bruce Wayne on Bruce Wayne's yacht. So like there's stories like that, right? That's, That's awesome. Those to me, those are the kind of stories that you would need to find. And okay. I'll happily send you a massive message of a bunch of shit I can recommend to you after this. Yeah, that definitely. You, you got to check into you, but there is something for everybody, and it all starts with. Like I said, if you want to start with superheroes, there's plenty of great standalone superheroes, but there is a lot of non-superhero stuff you should be reading. To be fair, another issue I have, this is going to make me sound like an idiot, but with reading in general, I do want to read more. I don't want to read. I know I, I, want, I want to read, or I want to want to read, but my issue is it just always seems like there's just way more books out there than movies or TV shows or anything like that. And it's like, if I want to watch a new movie and it sucks i've lost you know an, an hour and a half maybe two hours of my life whereas a book it's like i may not like it in the beginning and then it may get really good so that would keep me reading it but then it's also like well maybe it never gets good and it takes a lot longer to read a book than it takes to read uh, to watch a movie or whatever so it's like do i really want to risk losing like 20 30 hours of my life reading a book or a comic or whatever that i'm thinking will actually will eventually get good only for it not to and i think that kind of thing in general mm. just keeps me away from reading more than i'd like to again and with books i find myself being overwhelmed all the time and never knowing what to read and what's good and what's not and i don't know i've been trying to read actual books for the longest time and it's hard because i know that there's great stories there i'm trying yeah. to read the witcher right now i've gotten like 10 pages in it's tough it took, yeah. me, it took me a year to read the second book from game of thrones i'm not a reader wow. too Com- comics you won't have that problem um you okay. like you can if you want to read issue to issue you can if you do digital like i do you can usually get a whole graphic novel for three to four bucks or you can sign up for the services where you can just pay five bucks a month and you could just borrow them you'll yeah. know you'll know for me i know what if i don't like something about the book within the first two issues or in the graphic novel sense two chapters i'm done you'll know okay and it, honestly you you could read through a graphic novel in probably an hour or maybe two. It's you, you'll be fine. We're gonna okay. we're gonna hook you up. We're gonna hook you. Up. All right. I appreciate. Kevin, it. you want some of this action, Kevin? <laughs> well, I was gonna. S- I was gonna say I've heard so many freaking good things about American Alien. It's probably from Greg so mostly. Great. Like I, I've heard him talk about that for probably I don't even know. Even it might even been before kind of funny when they were just doing the game over Greggy show before they broke mm-hmm. off. That like I don't know why I haven't read that yet. Um, but I think I kind of have that same reservation that Sean does. I feel like I'm just like, like I love comic. I, I love Batman. I love Superman. Mm-hmm. I love the MCU movies as much as I hate to admit that because the DCU sucks. Um, but like, yeah, I, I feel like it's one of the, it, it's kind of like, well, actually I just thought of this. So it, I think of it like this. I don't gamble on sports because well, right now they don't exist but i don't gamble on sports because i feel like if i started i wouldn't be able to stop and i feel like if i when i get into comics i don't feel like i would ever be able to get out and i feel like all of a sudden i'm gonna look at my bank account and just go oh my god what have i done see you'll be like that's what you're gonna once the show comes back you're gonna come into the community and i post the sales every week like in our show i used to always talk about the sales i'm a huge sales guy i do not pay full price for a graphic not because they're not worth it because i can't afford it right (laughs) me too like like the other like a couple weeks ago marvel had a buy one get one free 
it also happened to cross over with a bunch of Marvel books being on sale. So I got 10 Marvel books for 20 bucks. Okay. Full, See, full volumes. Yeah. Now I'm talking. Now, now we're talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You guys have come to the right cheap ass. I got you. <laughs> I got, I got like almost 20 volumes of the new Ninja Turtle comic a couple years oh. ago, which I'm still trying to catch up to. Yeah, I know. See, this is why we oh. are tight is because we're all the same age and we like the same shit. Yep. But I, yeah, I got all the Ninja Turtle comics, which if you guys, I know you guys like it. So that's a great place to start. It's deep. Okay. But if there's something you want to get sucked into, it's still going. It's at like volume 24 right now. So it's expensive, but I got them all for like 50 bucks. Okay. So All right. You're, all yeah, you're speaking my language now. Yeah. yeah it's all about so at the risk of really veering off on a tangent, not <laughs> yeah, that we sorry, ever do that We never, ever, ever um, do that. How was the whole Ninja Turtles Batman? I know it's a while ago now, but how did that? Was the comic series? Yeah. How was that? First, uh, let me just say, John, Sean, yeah. borrow the Blu-ray from me for crying out loud. I've told you this. Really? I f- guess I didn't even. Oh, I do. Yeah, I forgot you had. There's a fight yes, within the like first to. within the first five mm-hmm. minutes. I would say that I was watching it, and I think I tweeted Bernardo as soon as I watched it. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this, and it's mm-hmm. for me who loves Batman and the Ninja Turtles more than just about. Not well, it's I'm not heaven. gonna say more than anybody, but it is mm-hmm. just yeah, it's absolutely heaven. It's perfect. It is. The whole movie is great. Now I don't know how that compares to the graphic novel, mm-hmm. but the 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 movie, it, it's a ten out of ten for me. My only issue with the movie was the animation. I was really not a fan. Like recent DC animation, I'm not really a fan of. It used to be better, yeah. and now it doesn't feel like it looks as good. Um, the comic, I I read as soon as I can get my hands on the full thing, and it was amazing front to back the the movie is pretty much the comic um would take a few liberties here and there because i didn't remember the the book entirely but yeah no if you're a fan of either franchise you'll have a blast that with a lot of these standalone books as long as you have general knowledge of the characters that's all you need because yes they're going to reference stuff you just need to know enough and even just watching movies is enough um they actually did two more uh, Batman and uh, Ninja Turtles. There's a volume. Two, there's a, a part two and a part three. I have not read the other ones yet. I'm really excited to, but uh, I've only started to get back into the my comic route. So I'm I'm plowing through the IDW Ninja Turtles right now, which is absolutely insane. The stuff that's happening in it. It's you think you like the turtles. Wait until you get to see their characters picked apart over a hundred issues, because that's what they're at right now. It's my insane. God. Yeah. Yeah. So I I agree with Bernardo there that I do think the only thing I can think of is it seems like in the last four or five years, DC animated has been putting out one, maybe two movies a year. And it seems like because they've ramped up production, the animation has suffered. But I do agree with him that like the older DC animated stuff is the best. Like I think Mm -hmm. probably my favorite recent one from them, I I didn't really like Batman Ninja that much. It was a little too over. It was a little too over the top. Oh, it definitely was, yeah. Um, but like Under the Red Hood, I think is the mm-hmm. most recent one that I just said this is just absolutely freaking fantastic. And um, the the Killing Joke was just weird when, when they got to the actual Killing Joke stuff. It was great, but that first thirty minutes or so was just like, what is happening? That's um, one of those. Bet the book is better than the movie. They, exactly. they took some liberties with the movie, that, and that's another one that you guys could go read the book and you know one and done. You don't have to worry about continuity or anything. Amen. 
I love it. I'm so glad you're here. This is freaking awesome. This is exactly a lot of video game talks. I I know we never do. (laughs) Like we said, we never do tangents here, but hey, always stick right to the point. If this is the first time you're seeing or hearing or listening to whatever, this is the two player co-op podcast. We're just about every week, two brothers, sometimes a brother from our other mother get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you go to youtube.com slash two player co-op, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends, family, and everybody in between. Even if you only listen to us on audio services, still go over to youtube.com slash two player co-op, subscribe, like, share everything that I said. We're trying to get to a thousand subs because YouTube hates you if you don't have a thousand subs. So that's what it is. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as our affiliates, Logan Wilkinson and James Solar. If you like merch, my my shirt that I'm wearing, I don't know if you guys can tell, it's my bad dude shirt. I don't have a Streets of Rage shirt, so this was the best I could do for this podcast today. But if you want a cool shirt like this that has nothing to do with bad dudes or Streets of Rage, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And eventually we'll start twitching again over at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Also, this upcoming weekend, I should have said this last week, but I forgot to put it on the rundown. Oh my God, my internet connection's unstable. Can you guys still hear me? Yep. We're, yes. Okay. You're cutting it out, but we got you. All right. The we'll, we'll see how this goes when it posts, but you know, we're all in the quarantine and whatever, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, Nerd901 is doing St. Jude Play Live. Um, they, they went live this last Saturday, and the clips and everything I saw were absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, make sure you look out for twitch.tv slash nerd901 this coming weekend. And I think the weekend after that as well. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, it'll be all over our feeds, uh, two-player co-op and Kevin and Sean and everybody else. Um, so make sure you tune in for that. They're raising money for the big, beautiful kids with St. Jude, which is just one of the best organizations that there is in this world. Um, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, a couple things before we get into everything else. Am I still sounding okay? Yeah, you sound great. Good. Okay. The funny thing I do have to say because uh, this is how the sausage gets made. Or what did I say that one time, Sean, during Mario Two? You told James Solar he was going to get a peek behind the sausage. A peek behind the sausage, (laughs) not behind the curtains. I don't don't want to look behind the sausage at all. (laughs) This is how the sausage gets made. The funny thing is, when you guys were talking to each other, all of a sudden it popped up on Zoom and was like, "Amy wants to join." I was like, "Who the hell is Amy?" And then I was like. Oh yeah, I'm on my wife's account because that's the only way we can record three Bring her at once. <laughs> and she's this is usually Monday nights. I forgot that Jess has her like her friend group thing. Uh, I said, Hey, I texted her, I was like, Hey, somebody else needs to host this meeting. Amy and Aaron trying to join. Uh they can't join the podcast. Please text your friends. <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, but before we get into everything else, a uh, couple quick items here. Came out this week that Sony does know. Who leaked The Last of Us Part 2 gameplay, story spoilers, and everything else? We are not going to talk about any of the spoilers. As of right now, I still haven't seen anything else. But I've seen a lot of people that were tweeting about Last of Us that would tweet something and say, don't look at the replies. So I'm like, at this point, I I can't delete Twitter, but I'm about to because I can't have this game spoiled for me at all. Um, But they did say it's not someone that's affiliated with Sony or Naughty Dog. So all the reports of disgruntled employee or contractor mad about their wages it turned out to be false it's just somebody who hacked in apparently they went to an old naughty dog game 
I'm not sure which one, but they use the net code or something as a back end means to hack into Naughty Dog servers and get the gameplay story details and all that other stuff. Um, I, so I've been a little bit more feisty on Twitter over here over the last few weeks. A couple of fights I got in were just about WWE. You're not feisty on Twitter. What are you talking about? I'm normally not because I've toned it down in the last few years and I've deleted a lot of old tweets. Um, but like uh, I, I always know him as King Boo because he's followed me forever since like the Metal Gear Solid five days. Now he, I think he just goes by his normal name, Torji, or I think is how you pronounce it or something. But I said like. Angry Joe posted a video about how he was pissed off. I saw that. Sony is going after people discussing the leaks and the spoilers. And he said, this is crap, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, my opinion, now I'm not a lawyer, even a small town pizza lawyer. Um, I don't care about fair use and stuff. It's really me being more selfish than anything, I guess, because I don't want this game spoiled. I don't have a problem with Sony going after people. If you're blatantly out there making videos about the spoilers and discussing the story and everything, I don't have a problem with Sony going after them and fair use, whatever. I don't know all the legalistics about it, but I'm okay with it. And he didn't agree with me. And I was like, well, these are my two points. Point one, if you're openly discussing the spoilers and you have as big an audience as angry Joe does, which I'm a sub of him. I love angry Joe, but I don't think you should actually talk about what the spoilers are when you have that big an audience, because all you're doing is magnifying the spoilers and letting more people know about them. So then they can go and spoil it for people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, whatever. That's point one. And you're also an a-hole if you do that. Point two, I just don't care like i don't like i said I, i'm not a lawyer i don't know if it's legal or not for them to take down these videos but it's their ip that they own and if people are out there blatantly spoiling the entire story of the game before it comes out no matter what people say it's going to affect sales and so it affects their bottom line and i'm okay with sony going after these people um so my question i didn't know i saw you tweeting about that or you know in response to what Joe tweeted. I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure if he was saying in regards to people discussing the leak versus discussing what leaked, like the fact that it leaked or what leaked. Like if you get in the spoilers and stuff, to me, it's no different than uh, let's say you get review codes for a cool new game and there's an embargo and you can't talk about it until whatever, like, what would they do then? They'd probably take your videos down, whatever. To me, I don't see how it's any different than that. I mean, yeah, people shouldn't be allowed to to tweet about that. I mean, he, he or, you know, talk here, about it in general. He, I just looked it up while you were bringing that up. He said, yep. well, first he said that Sony is now dis, uh, going after people simply discussing the leaks, which is unacceptable, which I think is what you... Um, reply to but then his video just says the leaks are awful spoilers discussion i mean he's kind of he's asking yeah. for the attention in that in it's, that thumbnail it's all about the clicks yeah. right that's my thing and i again i love angry joe i'm not gonna I, click it <laughs> I, i'm not clicking it because i don't want to see any comments or anything but i think if you're doing it if you're doing a video that's called last of us two spoilers discussions you are opening yourself up to get attacked by Sony. And I'm frankly, I, again, I don't care if I'm being just selfish or whatever. 
I'm fine with it. I don't, I, I've been waiting for this game. I would say seven years, but I didn't play it till 2014, but I've been waiting for this game for six years and we're now six weeks away from it coming out and people are just, and, and now you can't even click on a tweet about the last of us part two, because apparently everybody in the replies is, is hitting with the spoiler with, with, with the story beats of it. And I, I feel like I'm okay. Cause I, I don't follow anybody that would actually spoil the game. Same here. So yeah, I think the only way you're going to see him is if you start for reading it. reply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you don't click on anything stupid, then you'll probably be all right. But I clicked one, on one tweet and I and I was scrolling through responses and I and I saw something which could have just been a joke and I was just like, that's the last time I'm clicking yep. on one of those. <laughs> well, yeah. so that was like before I beat Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that was the worst. I knew because so that moment can easily be spoiled just by a thumbnail. I don't think the last spoiled of us, by the commercials. Well, then yeah. there's that, right? That oh my god, I lost my mind. Like two weeks after it came out, what are you <laughs> doing, EA? But like, I don't think you you can't boil down. No matter what happens to that game, the Last of Us Part Two cannot be boiled down to one thumbnail. Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. That moment was spoiled again. <laughs> they spoiled it themselves. But even before then, people just have like thumbnails of their videos talking about the ending of the game and it's just there's that character and i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't don't even feel comfortable even though it's been on tv i still don't even want to say it like if people haven't played that game yet you shouldn't have that spoiled but people that i I will never if you uh here's what i'm gonna say if you don't mind spoilers so so colin's brother dagan um who i love dagan obviously i love colin he is one of the people kind of like my buddy rasan that if a big movie is coming out he apparently, and Rasan, I know because he's one of my best friends, likes to go and go to Ain't It Cool News or Latino, uh, what is it, Latino Movie Review or something, and look for the spoiler so they know what they're getting into before they even watch the movie. Uh, I, don't, I can't do that. I yeah, can't I don't either. understand that. That's I would rather people, be. I would rather watch Justice League and not know that Henry Cavill's mangled face is going to start the movie. I would rather not know that ahead of time you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even something that's like horrible. I still want to just, if it's something I've been looking forward to, I want to experience it myself. I don't want it spoiled for me ahead of time, good, bad, or in between. Yeah, you don't want to have that preconceived notion. Like when you see something, you're waiting for it to happen on the movie or the show. You're like, oh, I heard this was going to happen. Where is it? Why hasn't it happened yet? Right. And you're just kind of waiting for that moment. You're not immersing yourself in the experience. You're just waiting for the, these hit points to happen. Yeah, and that and happens sometimes even just with trailers, not even necessarily oh spoilers, but just like, ooh, we haven't gotten to that part where yeah. so-and-so and so-and-so are doing this, and you're just like waiting for it. And that's why the is the one and only time I've ever done it when I went full blackout for uh, Last Jedi. I'm like, I'm not going to watch a single commercial. I went to movies. There'd be a trailer mm-hmm. for it. I'd close my eyes and blah, 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 and I would like I'm like I'm not going to watch it so I'm like I want to go into it completely blind and unaware of anything that could possibly happen and I think you guys remember the Hobbs John, and Shaw I don't, trailer what's that the Hobbs and Shaw trailer oh god see I never saw that oh dude the trailer was I, I saw the trailer I saw the movie and I'm like yeah no they covered it it's it's pretty much all there Really? See, I hate that. As much as I love Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. 
they spoiled pretty much except for the twist they spoiled everything in that game like if if you go back and look at the five six trailers that they made for that game out of cutscenes, they literally i'm pretty sure included every cutscene that was in the final game except for the stuff that ended up getting cut and whatever we don't need to get into that if it was actually cut or it wasn't but but see i think kojima can get away with that because so much of what the cutscenes are make zero sense like absolutely yeah. no sense <laughs> right. context like there's like a, this flaming whale in the sky you're like what could this possibly have to do with anything and then once you actually get to the game you're like oh okay so i think kojima can kind of get away with some of that more than others can but well the game has gone gold as of today That's may exciting. the may the fourth be with you um neil Druckmann posted a video and they even said in the video that they sent out, they said, don't look at the replies. There's going to be mm-hmm. spoilers. I'm like, God, this sucks. Like, I will never understand. Oh, that's what I meant to say earlier. If you want to look up spoilers yourself, that's fine. But then to spread them about movies, books, comic books, games, anything, just to be an a-hole, you're an a-hole. And I will never understand that mindset where you're like, I want to ruin things for other people. Like, I don't care about Pokemon or Animal Crossing, but if there was any like big spoilers or something that I knew about those games, I wouldn't be like, hey, hey, guess what? Blah, blah, blah happens. <laughs> it's not going to happen in Animal Crossing. Guess but what? I mean- Sonic fucks Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I swear? I don't even know. It's fine. Dude, why, why, why have they not... They still have not officially said that a sequel's coming, and Sean hasn't seen the movie, Bernardo, for some reason, so don't spoil oh, the Sonic? ending. Yeah. They still have not, I saw this a couple of days ago. They said there's still no <laughs> guarantee. Awesome. There you go. There's still no guarantee that there's going to be a sequel. And I'm like, uh, did you watch the movie? There literally yeah. has to be a sequel. I read that and I think it's just because of the situation we're in that they don't want to say anything yeah. because of uh, jobs and all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing guaranteed because who knows what's going to happen with this and they can't guarantee anything financially. I, I heard that the actors signed like three, three movies. Nice. But we'll we'll see. But yeah, I I have to me so, the Sonic movie is the equivalent and follow me here of the Ninja Turtles reboot. Whereas the first one was just like, all right, that shouldn't have worked, but it kind of worked, yeah. which is what Sonic one did. And then part two, it's like, all right, let's go full '90s cartoon. Let's just do the whole '90s cartoon in live action. And I have a strong feeling that the second one, they're gonna go hard on the lore. They're gonna <sighs> introduce a lot of shit. It's gonna be less. It, you saw with all those bonus post credits, they're going to go yep. hard on it. That's well, it's funny like. you say that because I was just getting ready to say that you're I'm gonna still say bitter ex- that you're gonna we say didn't exactly. get a third yep. Ninja Turtles movie. And they froze Sonic Shredder. They froze yeah. Shredder, and we never know what happens to him. Like what the? And, and I know they're working on another reboot now, but I'm like, God, like I loved Out of the Shadows so much. So did yeah, I. It was so yeah, it was so it's good. stupid and whatever. It's not winning any Oscars and it shouldn't. But like, I loved that movie so much. And mm-hmm. the fact when they froze Shredder, I was like, this Shredder is so much better than the Terminator Shredder we got in the first movie. And now you're just freezing him out of the finale and like, okay, well we'll find out in part three. Oh, there's not going to be a part three. I was so pissed that oh, like yeah. the the first movie again, like you said, it set everything up. Yeah, the designs I still don't like. I don't know why they're oh, eight no, feet I still tall. Hate the designs. Yeah. yeah. But like they still the the best thing about that first movie, I think we all agree, is the elevator scene. And that elevator scene captured 
all four personalities and showed that re- regardless of the designs and Terminator Shredder, or not Terminator, I meant to say Transformer. That's what I meant to say earlier. <laughs> Megatron. Trans- tra- yeah, Megatron, Mega Shredder, like uh, without all that and Splinter is weird, but like they, they got the, the, the best thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is those four brothers mm-hmm. and their interactions and the way they come together and everything. And that movie nailed it and then the second movie they said here yeah bebop rocksteady they're hilarious i freaking love them the only thing really the only thing i didn't like was tyler perry as baxter baxter dude i thought he did good man i thought it was all right i think he was i I just thought he was a little too tyler perry a a little the worst part of the movie was casey jones not the worst but like casey jones he's not a detective (laughs) i'm gonna be a detective (laughs) no casey you're a freaking vigilante you're not a cop like it's funny, it's because it's like, hey, let's guy that plays a vigilante on TV. He's perfect. Exactly. He comes on set. He's like, I'm gonna do the exact fucking opposite. It's like, just, just play, just play Oliver Queen. Just do the Arrow guy, okay? Just please, just do the Arrow guy. Yeah, they were just like, your Arrow. You've been on. You you did a a match at SummerSlam and stuff. Whatever. Come be Casey. And I think he, Stephen Amell. I get why he did it. Exactly. And I think he could have been a really good Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it was weird that he was a cop wanting to be a detective and I don't know. Like, I get where they were going with it. I get why, like, cause I heard him say in an interview that like he wanted to bring something different to the character. He said, he, I didn't look into anything. I wanted to be it to be different, which is kind of stupid to say, but that's fine. I get him wanting to differ or the director wanting him to not be exactly like arrow because then what's the point? Yeah. I just feel like it was such a, it just felt weird. Um, and I'm not saying he, you always have to follow the comics because as you can see, they, nothing followed, but like, I felt like Megan Fox was a better representation of that character than he was of that one. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, you, oh, like he, it was fine. It, he was it was fine. It was fine. I mean, Elias Kateas will always be Casey Jones. Oh my God. Because he nailed it. And we don't talk about Ninja Turtles three. I know he was in that and he was two characters. I I, I don't remember it all, but um, yeah, I mean, (sighs) you mean Wayne Gretzky on steroids? (laughs) Jose could say go bat. Tell me (laughs) you didn't pay money for this. I, I, okay. You know, I looked that up. That's only at a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's why none of us I should don't give worry. A shit. Exa- like, no <laughs> one should worry about Rotten Tomatoes when it comes to movies. Like, I... So, everything goes back to Batman vs. Superman. I like Batman vs. Superman. But I remember before I went to see it, and it was like 27 on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, oh my God, what have they done? Mm-hmm. And kind of like what we were talking about earlier, except not for a, a trailer thing. I was waiting for, like, when does this get horrible? And it did with Martha, whatever. I get what they were going for, but the execution could have been 100 times better. He would never call his mom Martha. He would have said, he's got my mom. Okay, don't get me started. But again, <laughs> like, and and also, like, people that get mad about video game reviews and stuff. Like, I remember when Uncharted 4 got an 8.8 at IGN and everybody just tore Lucy O'Brien a new one. But it's like, first That's off... A good score. <laughs> It's a it, like I think it's I think that meant it was a great game. If I see eight point eight, I'm like, okay, I you got my money. Let's go. Also, no one had played the game at that point, so why are yeah. you getting mad at somebody for a score for a game that you've never even touched? Also, if you love a game or you're excited for a game, you shouldn't just be you you shouldn't have your expectations raised or lowered based on what critics say. Like, uh, like Streets of Rage four. We'll get to that here in a minute. Like. Mm. 
I loved that it was getting good reviews, but if it would have been a five, if it would have been a 50 on Metacritic, I still would have said, Oh, 100%. I don't care. I want to play this game because mm-hmm. this is my childhood coming back. So I don't know. We, we never get on tangents here. You should yeah, have saved, saved that man. Cause that would have been a segue, but you're not there yet. You should have <laughs> saved it. You were so close. <laughs> I'm not there. I, I tried to segue into this a little bit ago, but we are recording this on May the 4th be with you. And it was announced today that now I've never said, I've never said his name out loud. So Sean, let's hear it. This is not like year more, as I used to say, year more <laughs> del Toro, but, uh, Taiki Watiti. I think, you got I think it. that's pretty close. Yeah. The last okay. name's right. The first name I'm not 100% on, but Watiti is definitely right. Okay, Mr. I feel like Wat- when they say his first name, I usually hear it as Taika instead of Taiki, even though it looks really? like it should be Taiki. Okay. I feel like I usually hear Taika or something. I don't know. It, it always sounds different than I expect it to, but you're well, close enough. Mr. Watiti is go. going to be directing and co-writing a new Star Wars movie. And... So, Bernardo, I don't, I don't know if you listened to us a month ago or whatever, but I, I did go back and rewatch The Force Awakens when it came out on Blu-ray. And no. Or sorry, The uh, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. I was <laughs> Force, like, this came out. Force Awakens <laughs> is still like a ten out of ten to me. But I, so going in with lowered expectations, watching it for the second time, I liked it a lot more. I still think most of the plot doesn't make sense, but I was able to appreciate it for what it was. I still am kind of down. See, I love The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi, we don't need to get into it here. Yes, we I, do. You I want to? It. I hated it. I loved I think, it. Loved I hated it. it. I think it was made by a man who literally hates Star Wars and its fans. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, bite your tongue. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker was better than that. I feel like most people don't like Rise of Skywalker, even the ones, if you like Last Jedi or you're hated, mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't like Rise of Skywalker. The, I think the, people hate Rise of Skywalker because either people like you and to a lesser extent, me, are saying it's terrible because they had to try to fix what Last Jedi did. Mm-hmm. And then the people that love The Last Jedi say they undid everything that Last Jedi did. So it just, it nobody likes it. I've seen even people in the middle that liked like that liked everything and still like from a perfect standpoint said they, they don't mind that it did that it's just like whatever you were trying to undo you didn't do it in a way that made sense right see i so i appreciate rise of skywalker for what it was it was a fun movie light speed skipping makes no sense where did all these ships come from the emperor is alive like i don't i will no one can ever convince me that before they made the force awakens they said in episode nine mm-hmm guess what's going to happen? The emperor is just alive and he sends out a FaceTime message and he's got a million ships and whatever. But I still think, I I think what I like the most about rise of Skywalker is for the first time in this trilogy, we got to see those three core characters together for a lot of the movie. And I love that. I love John Boyega. I love Daisy Ridley. I love Oscar Isaacs. Like I love their characters and the, 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 the Kylo thing, I didn't buy it. I, I said after Force Awakens, yeah. he can never be redeemed. It's and technically it's, he wasn't. He wasn't. Ben Solo, oh, whatever. Yeah. Plus the kiss, like the, oh that's what I'm saying. I the kiss. Why? It's just so and out again, of place. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Watching it the second time, I was still like, "This is one of the worst kisses in movie history." It makes no sense. Like I never thought that Ray 
and Kylo slash Ben were romantic. I thought it was more like a brother, sister, pull mm-hmm. you to this side or that side kind of thing. But I never got that it was romantic. And then, no, never. And then sh- they kiss, and then he just goes, <gasps> <sighs> and I was like, what, what, why, why, who has the life force? Who can transfer <laughs> this much? And they're fine, but this guy transfers it and he's dead, whatever. My point is, what, what were we talking about? Taiki Watiti. Taiki Watiti. Oh my yes. God, I can't do it either. Um, I'm excited for this, but we don't know if it's like episode 10. So I think what they've said in the past. It's not. So it, it, do you think it's a spinoff kind of a thing? Like another I think solo? They're, I, think I think they're trying everything. to build something new. Yeah, yeah they, I think it's they just. Need to start new. Yeah. I'm, I, do, I, I have a tough time even beginning to be excited. I mean, I guess I'm hopeful, but like part of me just doesn't care almost i don't know i don't know how to feel about this now maybe the first time i see a a trailer i may change my mind but i'm like i don't know i'm so conflicted with star wars now because i'm like we've beaten the skywalker saga to death Mm -hmm. yeah but i also i don't care what else is going on on the other side of the galaxy that has nothing to do with this but we're still going to call it star wars like i i don't care like i don't know you open up a you open up a great discussion that i'd love to pick at first i just wanted to i want to go double check because i know that he was co-writing it with someone and i i saw it was her name was christy wilson carnes who is apparently an oscar nominee so i mean that's potential right good yeah. writers is because the people that they got like as much as we all enjoyed batman versus superman we know that it had problems with its writing and one of the the people one of the guys that wrote batman versus superman helped write rise of skywalker so that kind of you see that where kind of, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and actually, I want to quickly go back to Batman vs Superman. I watched it before the reviews, and I liked it. And this kind of connects with Rise of Skywalker. I have such a minimal critic level when it comes to movies that I watch them with like a child's brain. So when I watch the Rise of Skywalker, I watch them like that's yeah, kind of weird. Eh, whatever. I I can get through the movies without all those things bugging me. And sometimes I wish I could be like other people where they can see the messages that people are trying to portray or like find these all, all these little things that people are fucking up on. But then I just watch a movie and I'm like, yeah, that was, that was popcorn fun. And I enjoyed it. See, I'm the same way. Cause there'll be times where I'll watch a movie and rise of Skywalker is probably one of them mm-hmm. where like I watched it. I'm like, that was pretty good. And then once I either start reading reviews yeah. or start picking it apart in my brain, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why yeah, do they do this? Weird. And all yeah. of a sudden I get myself to like, maybe not hate it, but like mm-hmm. it a lot less. But at yeah. first glance, I'm like, that was pretty good. It's when not to like really pick it apart and start reading about other people picking you mm-hmm. apart that I'm like, oh yeah, a lot of that didn't make sense. But, well, when you were uninfluenced, right? It was, it was just you, right? Right, yeah. What I was going to say was, though, like, as the years have gone by, Star Wars in general, I have actually done the opposite of what you guys talk about. I have actually enjoyed the non-Skywalker stories more so than the Skywalker stuff, which is why I really enjoyed this new trilogy, because even though it was Skywalker, um, it was still away from those characters that we knew already, right? So they were all, they had to keep them related, but they were still, for the longest time, different characters. Um, the Mandalorian, I know a lot of people had issues with the way that was paced out. I fucking loved no, I, that yeah, I love. I freaking loved it so yes. much. That but that's what I'm they, talking about. Yes, it was like, so I love freaking how separate good. It was. Yes. I love how different it was. 
everyone's praising the Clone Wars and I'm really trying to plow through season one, but it's season one's really boring. Um, and I'm trying to do like the abridged version so I can just get to the end. But the reason I have no interest in Clone Wars is because I don't care about that era. I like to know about the other characters because I feel like we've beaten this, these, this family to death. I know it's only nine episodes, but I feel like we've beaten everything we can to death. I read Star Wars comics. I do not read the ones that are in the continuity with Luke and all them because I already know how this ends up. I don't need, I don't need the in-betweens. That's, a, that's filler to me. I'm reading about a character named Dr. Afra, who is this uh, woman that used to work with Darth Vader, and then now she's off on her own. She, think, think of like Indiana Jones, but in space. So that, to me, I'm excited at this prospect of th- this kind of director coming in and doing something completely wacky with it. I saw someone bring up, hey, last time we gave Star Wars to comedy directors, we got Solo. First off, they didn't actually get the finished Solo. It was no. the guys that did um, 21 Jump Street, right? They didn't, yeah. he didn't, they didn't get the finished Solo. Second off, Solo wasn't that bad. I I hated Kevin on that finally movie. came around on that. I hated on that movie forever. I said I'm never watching this thing. And then it came on, I don't remember. It was probably Netflix. I think it was before Disney mm-hmm. Plus. One night I was just bored. Jess was out of town. I was like, I'm gonna watch solo. And I was like, I don't hate this. And I yeah. I want to hate it because that's not that's not my Han Solo, but like this is a fun Star Wars movie. And I ended up it's like a, a eight out of ten to me. Like I thought it was a really good movie. And mm-hmm. I I mean I I, I'll I'll toot my own horn in the the wrong direction. I hated on that movie forever, and I said it's a story that didn't need to be told. Oh, it, for sure. And it it doesn't make any sense and whatever. It still but then we didn't watch need. It, it didn't need told. to. No, right. But, but like, I mean, the stories does? of Han Solo, you don't. You like it was nice. He's more intriguing because you don't know his past. Like that's. I but know, it that was, was part of the intrigue about him. It was worth getting that movie just for Donald Glover as Lando. A, yeah, he's that, that was worth. The, like, I, that I want me. a Lando. I, I want a, uh, uh, the only sequel I want to that movie, honestly, is a Lando solo movie because he was, he was, B- Billy D was born to be. Oh my God, I just blanked. <laughs> Billy D was meant to be hitting on younger women that are potentially his daughter, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and <laughs> is she his daughter or not? I, yeah, I still that was know kind of the vibe I got, think, but then the other vibe was out. like he he wants to hook up with her, and I didn't know what was going on there. But yeah, Billy D was meant to be Lando, but also Donald Glover was born to be Lando. As meant well. to be Billy D. Yeah, also that. <laughs> but like, let's look at Rogue One. Yes, it was still connected, but that had no Skywalkers in it. It's and my second was, favorite second Rogue favorite Star One, Wars yeah, movie ever. It's, it's saying, one guys. of my favorite Star Wars movies. I love The Mandalorian. I want more of it. I want. I think it's confirmed whenever we get more, you know, the, the, the Obi-Wan mm-hmm. series, like I'm all about that. Like, I guess. But see, you do want characters outside of Star Wars then. Well, outside but see, of the Skywalkers. Yeah. 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 I guess I want it to be part of, and don't say the universe, just anything in space is still Star Wars. Like if it's connected to these characters and it's just not about the Skywalkers, I'm fine with it. Like, like Rogue One, it's still tied in, even though it was a new set of characters there's a story to be told and how does it impact this story that we already know? I can dig that. But if all of a sudden they're just like, well, on the other side of the space, a million light years away, having nothing to do with anything we've seen so far in star Wars. I don't know. That's the vibe I get is that it's going to be totally separate from everything else that's already happened. But then why even you're just putting star Wars in the name, just 
to sell more tickets at that point, it seems like. If you go so far away from everything we know about Star Wars, well, don't call it Star Wars. I don't know. Well, like the Mandalorian's not called Star Wars, right? That's very true. Yeah. See, what I worry about with this yeah. is that Watiti, I'm not going to mm. say his first name, that Watiti <laughs> is going to have such a good idea for whatever this movie is that he's going to try to rock the boat. And I feel like, like we all know now, Star Wars Episode Nine was supposed to be called Duel of the Fates. And it was supposed to be written, written by my dude, Colin Trevorrow, who I, I freaking love Jurassic World. I hope three is good. Two is fine. Um, but it seems like maybe he was going too far off the, you know, the, the beaten path. Whereas, I mean, Last Jedi definitely did. So maybe I'm contradicting my own argument. But I feel like Watiti yep, is going to have some awesome ideas. Like I finally watched uh, Ragnarok. And I was like, wow. yeah, I, I hated on this movie because it came out two weeks before Justice League and Justice League was crap. So I, would, I didn't want to like it. And I finally watched it on a, on a plane ride. And I was like, yeah, this is one of the, at least the, the five best MCU movies for sure. Maybe mm-hmm. even top three. Um, I still think it's Endgame, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Spider-Man, then maybe Ragnarok. Um, the first Spider-Man. But I, I just wonder if like, I don't know, like obviously this guy knows what the hell he's doing and I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, so I can't comment on that. But like, even in the, the craziness that is the MCU, he freaking knocks it out of the park. So I would mm-hmm. love to see what he can do with Star Wars. I just, I guess my, my whole thing is I wonder if he actually ends up directing and co-writing a movie, uh, a Star Wars movie, or if it never actually happens. It's my worry. Well, he directed, I don't know if he had any writing credits, but he directed um, the last or, or the second last episode of The Mandalorian. Yep. Um, which it was, was the last one. Yep. Yeah. And which was the best episode. That it was, was awesome. the most intense. Oh. That to me showed what he could do from a director standpoint. From a writer standpoint, I think he respects the the source enough that he w- will not make it. That's I a think good point. he'll. I think he'll be a little bit humorous about it. Like, look at Thor. I know Thor is a little bit more bright, right? But I, I think he'll. I think I'll give respect to it. Personally, with me for JoJo, I um, I saw some of it. I didn't. I know it was satire, but I didn't find it funny. Okay. So. I mean, it's a tough subject for sure yeah. to try to 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 make funny, but yeah. All right, <clears throat> so we're only about 50 minutes in the podcast. <laughs> we're all here for one reason, and that is because our childhoods have been revitalized after 26 freaking years. Somehow, Streets of Rage 4 is a real thing that we have all played, and I am dying to talk about this. So Sean and I... Uh, as the time we're recording this, we've put up three videos, uh, three Let's Plays. We 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 beat it last. Was that last night or was that Friday night? What I don't know what day is Saturday it? night. Saturday night. Two nights ago. Yeah, we beat it Saturday night. Um, I think we got Let's Plays going up on Thursday and Friday, parts four and five, and then we'll beat it uh, the next Monday. Um, I just want to nerd out about this with you guys, and I, I don't know who wants to kick it off, but I guess I will. This game is literally it. My expectations were super high, mm-hmm. as high as expectations can be for a beat 'em up from the 16 bit era. And this game blew it out of the water. Like, there were so many times when Sean and I were playing through this thing that, like, 
there was there's there's a cameo in stage what was that five i think five or six yeah <laughs> then you get the reveal of some of a character coming back in that same stage there's stuff later in the game that i'm not going to spoil it i mean this is not a game you need to worry this is not like the last was too no the story is so like <laughs> cookie cutter i i don't even know there, there's the y twins and they're bad and you beat them up and then you win that's pretty much the story but there's stuff that happens in there especially like you can tell that the guys like lizard cube guard crush and dot emu i think i think you say dot emu mm-hmm. um you can tell how that they all grew up on this game and that they love, or this series, I should say, and that they love this series and they wanted to do it right. And I think they freaking, it's right now. I really think it's my number two game of the year. I think I like it more than RE3 and Doom Eternal, which maybe it's just prisoner of the moment, but this game to me, it's nostalgia grab. It, it it's, definitely, it's tugging you. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But like the, 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 the Don't one cry, thing, it's okay. I'm getting emotional. The one thing that, that came to mind, and I think we said it on one of our Let's Plays as we were playing through this, was like, I think Sean and I both realized at the same time, we're like, why the hell can't we get to, to bring this full circle? There he goes. A Ninja Turtles game like this. And all that I want right now, we, we've, we've talked about, we fantasy booked everything with Rocksteady doing a Ninja Turtles game forever now. I don't even want Rocksteady to do a Ninja Turtles game, although I know they would knock it out of the park. I want a side-scrolling Ninja Turtles beat em up by these three guys because mm. i feel like they could do their own it doesn't have to adhere to the the old cartoon style the new style or the really new style which i don't like at all but like if you gave these guys a ninja turtle side scrolling beat em up i feel like it would be the best beat em up ever made and i do think this is one of the best beat em ups i think it's my exactly. favorite streets of rage oh um, yes i think i like i, I don't know cuz i'm it's so prisoner of the moment like my top two beat em ups right now in some order are Turtles in Time and Streets of Rage 4. Um, I got a whole bunch of notes, but why don't you guys give me your thoughts on Streets of Rage 4? So my quick thoughts are the game is, I think the best way for me to put it is the game is much better than it has any business being. <laughs> like I've said it multiple times. I've probably said it multiple times during our Let's Play. Beat em ups have not really aged well. Um, and even some of the games you think were really good, when I've gone back and played like th- the X-Men beat-em-up game and like The Simpsons, and to a lesser extent, Turtles in Time and you know Streets of Rage, Final Fight, all those, they just don't really hold up very well. I you shut your mouth about Turtles in Time. <laughs> Thank you, Bernardo. You shut your goddamn mouth. Thank because, you. Well, so it's fun, but to me, they just they get old quick. And one thing that I can say about this, honestly, probably more than any other beat em up I've ever played, they give a genuine effort to make the different players play differently. Like they all feel differently and mm-hmm. not just like palette swaps of the same character. They all feel different. They, I mean, they control the same, but they do and they don't. But like when you play as Cherry versus. Uh, big dude, Jax. What's his Floyd. name? Floyd. Floyd versus Axel. even like Axel. I guess Axel and Adam kind of feel a little similar, but also not really. And like, I don't know. To me, they all just they they feel differently, and I. It's like they finally figured out how to kind of bring a beat 'em up into 
current day i guess i don't know it doesn't it doesn't really feel out of place it doesn't just feel like an old game brought back like made new it feels just like a new game to me mm-hmm. um i'm right there with you i think it, it may be my favorite beat-em-up of all time if not it's right there i with my thoughts are like echoing exactly what you say i want to get the bad out of the way is that the online on switch is atrocious i was Same trying to on play ps4 yeah on ps4 okay i'm glad it's not just a switch thing because I'm, I'm like god damn it thank i haven't tried the xbox one yet um but i haven't heard good things uh, across the board tried to play with panel to panel co-host andrew taylor and the second it started the whole screen froze he could still see me moving but my screen was frozen that being said the, yes this game is a complete love letter to beat em ups um with, with with the streets of rage games part one was great when it came out but then compared to part two it was cookie cutter yep I didn't realize part three existed until years later. Um, and I found it on an emulator. It, it was missing something. This is part two and what they wanted to be with part, like part one and three and just amped it up to 11. First off, I love how the first level was basically a tribute to the first uh, level in the original game. Um, there, you guys are mentioning about the characters at first. I was upset that there wasn't a double tap run button. Me too. Yes. But then when it's like you're saying, like every character is different. The fact that when I finish a level or if I lose, I change my character based on a strategy because I'm like, you know, I can't beat this. I need to be this character to get past this. That that to me is expanding on the beat up. It's making it something more. And you'll see like in the other stages, I think it's stage five or six, they introduce the enemies that throw uh, the the green vats of yes poison or whatever it is acid on the floor and you use that like they throw it you let the enemies walk into that and they will slowly perish like they, they've done so many environmental things that add to the strategy when i started playing this game i was frustrated i still am frustrated it, it is hard do you guys remember streets of rage being this fucking hard Streets of Rage, Rage 3. Streets of Rage 3, Streets Streets Rage Rage 3 was, was ridiculous. Streets of Rage 2 was the perfect difficulty. One, I feel like one was harder than two. Three yeah. was just like, we're going to give every enemy so much HP and they're going to do mm-hmm. so much damage that it's not even fair just to lengthen the game. We definitely, I and mean, you'll see in our Let's Plays, we definitely had issues um, when we got to the later stages that we had, mm-hmm. we, we died on the later stages, had to restart and we did it with the, uh, the, the buffs or whatever it is. Oh, uh, these bitches. <laughs> I can't, I have so much pride cause I will tell you, right. sorry. I didn't mean to call you guys that. <laughs> I, when I play part two, um, it's while I was playing that because I love that game so much, I constantly played it harder difficulties. I made challenges for myself. I'm like, I'm only going to do this in one life. Like I would make these challenges for myself. When I play this one, I'm like, I'm going to crush this game. I got so destroyed in this game. And and I think it's because you have that mentality of you just walking up to people and just beating the shit out of them. But there's so they've added so much strategy to this that you can't walk up to people and beat them up like that. You have to think about it. You, um, you guys know that one level with the, um, the dojos in it, right? And there's that, I think his name was Goro. And mm-hmm. he does that. He, you know who I'm talking about? Like. <laughs> yeah ex- exactly you can't walk up to him and just beat the shit out of him you need to go from a different perspective line up to him grab him and drop him back that's how you kick his ass i once i figured that out i beat that guy every time without him touching me 
And that's, that's what I love about this game is that it adds so much strategy that none of the other games ever had to do. It's while it is hard, it's only hard because you're trying to just be Rambo and go in and beat the shit out of everybody. You're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? They even added a button that allows you to punch behind you, which, and I don't know if they added this in part three, but I remember in part two, the only way I had to do that was I would just hit punch and then go to left. Like I love yeah. being having one guy here, one guy here and just packing them back and forth. That didn't look right. Cut that out of the video. <laughs> I think in I think in three mm-hmm. I think in three if you played with a six button controller there may have been a back attack button. Yeah, I think they did introduce that, but probably not till three. Yeah. If you were playing Sega without a six button controller, oh, I'm sorry. Well, your that's life, why your life was rough. When they did the when they did the Genesis Mini, I'm like, why are you putting this out with these crappy three button controllers? Especially when you've got Eternal Champions and Street Fighter Two Special Champion Edition on mm-hmm. this thing. But well, in Japan, they got the six I, button. That's what I'm saying. But I, yeah. I ordered two retro-bit six-button six controllers. I don't even care. I'm like, that, that's the way this has to be played, so I'm going to do it right. Um, so one thing I will say about this game, it's definitely hard. However, mm-hmm. I think it scaled perfectly. To me, every single level was a little bit harder than the last one. Like when we played, we coasted through... What's the level where you... Fight. I mean, I don't think we need to worry about spoilers. Um, where you fight Shiva? Was that six? Oh, dude, six. Yeah, I think Fuck so. That, that was the. Or no, that was. I think. I think it was six because I think that was the last. I think that's where we ended one of our. Yeah, videos. that's right. Yeah, it was six. So yeah. to In me, we we more or less coasted through the first five. We struggled a little bit to beat six, and then from then on, like seven was a little tougher, eight was a little tougher. I think around nine is when we had to start like retrying and play through them again. Like I do think it's definitely hard, but I think mm-hmm. it it's not like all of a sudden you go from like level six to seven and it just becomes impossible. I think every level is just a little bit harder than the one before. I think it scaled perfectly. I think they introduce things that force you to think differently on how you're attacking people, right? Like I never used to throw my weapons at people back in the older games because I didn't want to waste them. Now I'm beating one guy up and I throw the weapon the other way because that's going to hold that guy down for a bit. Yep. Yeah. The funny you mentioned about, I had so much trouble with chapter six or level six because there's those three sections where you get into like that dojo area and you get ambushed by all the same characters just keep coming and coming oh my god i was screaming i was on a voice (laughs) chat with a couple other guys just just shooting the shit and i was screaming they were laughing at me because of gamer rage and then (laughs) last night or the night before i'm like i'm gonna do this and you guys might have seen me tweet it out i beat i walked in because those 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 messed me up i walked up to shiva with zero lives and almost no health as soon as i started that fight i ran got the chicken get full health and i beat him with zero lives i baffled that's, me that's what sean did too so that's on what our, we did yeah on our yeah. let's play i died in the dojo room before we got to shiva sean mm-hmm. had he was on zero lives with like half health and he just he was axel he kind of took his time he, he so was, yeah, just very methodically that's picking what you have him to apart do and, yeah. yeah that's that's what i'm and that's what I'm slowly starting to realize. Like I said, I, I tried to play it hard and I'm realizing that's why I love this is because, yeah, if it's just a beat-em-up, you plow through it, you're like, like um, Turtles in Time, I can play that game on the hardest difficulty and crush it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like making you think about it. It's, this is what a modern beat-em-up needs to be because you need just a little bit of challenge so you're not just destroying the game. But like you're talking about the progression. Oddly enough, 
seven, eight, and nine, I absolutely plowed through with minimal effort. And I don't know why it felt the seven was the one with the train. I think. Yeah. It was super Uh, short. That was short. That was short. Right. But I destroyed that one. And then the next one I destroyed it. And I think it was nine is where I kind of struggled a little bit, but I was like, why was that so easy? Maybe I was just in a flow after beating Shiva. Like maybe I was just riding a high, but I'm, I'm excited to see where this ends. And this is one of those games that I can see myself once they fix it online, I would love to play with more people because that's a lot of fun. Um, I'm thankful that there's not achievements on this. Oh, by the way, I'm playing on the switch versions um, as a review for you guys. Um, I do plan on jumping on the Xbox version to try it for with games pass. I'm a little worried because, you know, achievements are always nice to jump after. And I know you guys are trophy whores too, right? So it's like, I looked at that list and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not a trophy whore because one of them, one of them is to get an S rank on hard on every level. So when I first looked at those trophies, I missed the whole S rank thing. I thought it just said beat every level on hard. And I was like, well, I'm going to play this enough that maybe I can beat that. And then I went back. Like one Maybe day, one level on S rank. Exactly. When we yeah. were done playing, I went back and we had stopped recording, but Sean and I were still talking to each other. I was like, let me look at these trophies. And then I was like, oh my God, Sean, this is an S rank on every level on hard. I'm like, well, okay. So I'm not getting the platinum. My, my whole goal now is just unlock every character, mm-hmm. play as them just because I want to and just have fun with this game from here on out. Mm-hmm. So, Did you guys um, know about the secret arcade machines? I didn't when we were playing it. Yeah. I, I found Not about soon it. enough. Yeah, after the fact that you have to. So if you haven't played this game yet, whenever you see a bare knuckle arcade, mm-hmm. if there's a taser, you pick up that taser, you go up to the bare knuckle arcade and you tase the arcade, you get transported to a retro level. Mm-hmm. We didn't know about this when we were playing through the first time, mostly because I was afraid to have anything spoiled for me. Actually, one thing did get spoiled for me when I was looking at the trophies. Um, that one boss fight against a former good guy. I'll just say that here. I had that spoiled for me that you have to beat possessed blank. And I was like, Oh my God, I wish I didn't read that. That would have been so cool. So when we were playing through the other day, Sean, we got to that fight. Sean's like, Oh my God, we're fighting blank. And I was like, yep. And it's awesome. I had this spoiled for me because I looked at the <laughs> stupid trophies. Um, but yeah, there's no way I can platinum this game. But I, that, that's one of the main things I want to do is go back and play through it just so I can get those retro levels um, and, and play through each of those. I think it's like four. It's basically like four boss fights, I think. Right. Yeah, I got I, I, the one that I got it on was because I didn't realize it until like, how are you like I hit the arcade machine? How are you supposed, yep. to, you're supposed to taste it? Like, exactly. Come on. Right. I mean, it makes sense. You're putting electricity into it. But the one I got was the Shiva fight from, I think, part two. Awesome. And it, and basically I think if you lose a life, that's it. You can't, that's okay. it. You're done with it. Um, but they're, they're great. And it's, I know you're saying you're not going to plan on it, but I feel like the love for this game is so strong that it's people like to master fighting games, you know, like Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff. This would be a game that I would dedicate time to, to try to like getting, I can barely get a, a C or a B rank exactly. on, on normal, but like, I think with the right partner and the right strategy and, you know, putting the right time into it, I think you could. I've, yeah, I think I if I know. had the right partner, I could probably shut up. Yeah, clearly <laughs> not your brother, right? My, my no, thing I literally is, we never got above a C, right? No, it's I hard. don't think so. Like, yeah. I, and that's what I I need to look that up. Like, how do you actually get B A and S combos, ranks? baby? Combos, B, yeah. and one of them is combos because one time I had such a high combo, and then all it takes is one punch, and it breaks it down. Yeah, and it's dry because I've gotten them. Because when I realized that, I'm like, 
oh shit, I never played the old games for points. Like you saw the points, but I never played it for that. This time I was like, oh, I'm going to get a rank. And I started aiming for the combos, like making sure I'm timing it so that I can go to the next group and continue that combo. But if you lose it, it's all for nothing. Yep. The other thing is obviously how many lives you have. And if you use your, your special stars, if okay. you keep that, if you don't use them at all, you get bonus points for that. So combos, uh, the time you beat it, your lives and the stars, all those things will contribute to you getting uh, a better rank. See, okay. and the, the funny thing is the star moves, whenever we've done them, I, they don't even, they do maybe, I don't think they even do like 10%. Like mm-hmm. usually we just use it on the bosses, but like it doesn't even do 10% of the life bar. So at that point, you're just as good like doing a jump kick punch punch and then a forward forward attack to just but this is unblockable combo. for the most part yeah right that's true. My, yeah. i use i'd like to use it in tight situations like in the dojo we we're talking about when you're getting yeah. completely gangbanged i used it there because i don't know how i'm going to take down all these guys that are coming at me with the longest freaking spears that they have in their hand so you use that right like i that's i save it for the tight binds my my least favorite enemy in this is whenever Galzia shows up with a freaking knife or a sigh or a oh spear and he just runs at you he like just this. Runs at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can't, I, 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 unless I have something to throw at him. If, if, if I'm already engaged with an enemy, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I do. I'm not going to be able to jump over it in time and drop kick him or anything or move out of the way. And it is so frustrating. Like, I'd rather fight against <laughs> uh, uh, any day of the week oh my God, than Galcia with a knife. Like oh, the worst part so too is that he goes from the bottom to the top. Like yeah. he doesn't go straight like a lot of guys. He goes from the bottom to the top, and you can see the look on his face. This mischief, where he's just like, <laughs> right? And you know what I hate the most is because let's all let's face it, that guy he is the bottom of the barrel. He is like generic Joe, all the way. So to get to get owned by him just that's really burns you hard right like when he, when he stabs me i forget everybody else i will i'm so I, yeah it i will beat the shit out so of him much. it pisses me off so much i'm like you're the absolute like you said the bottom of the you're the worst yeah. basic bad guy and here you're wrecking me because you just keep dashing across the screen you're the buggy boy knife yeah <laughs> the other one that annoys me is the guy with there's I love how there's iterations of characters. This mm-hmm. is just like the original. There's iterations of characters, but like different clothing tells you what their yep. moves are. The guy with his hand in his pockets, the one with the yellow pants. Orange we call Cassidy. him. We call him Orange Cassidy. Orange. <laughs> he and he does. He just nonchalant, just freaking. Liu Kang kicks you across the screen. Yep, yep, yep. Like the one. The ones that I didn't like were the the chicks, the sugar, honey, honey. Honey and caramel they do like, or whatever. Like. They do the jump kick at you too, right? Yeah. yeah. Anybody that does any sort of jump movement to me needs to die. I yep. hate them because usually they are like one frame ahead of you if you try to jump kick into them. Yeah. It. My, my favorite thing I think about the gameplay in this is the little additions like the ability to well it's two things really it's the the ability to juggle enemies when you're hitting them and you just mm-hmm. knock them up in the air and you just hit 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 and what sean and i did a lot was whenever we got to a boss the best strategy you can have is if the two of you can somehow work it out so that you're each on one side of this dude or chick or whatever it is and if you get them to where they they can't block or something and you're both just waylaying them like 20 times in a row it is so freaking satisfying i love it so much Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, the the only complaint I have about the gameplay is like you said earlier, is that there's no dash button. I get that Cherry has one, and that's oh, yeah, cool. She guns it. And, and and Adam kind of has his he kind of like skips Adam kind of like yeah. skips forward, mm-hmm. but like the the funny thing Sean's playing is Floyd a lot, and if, when you're trying to get across the screen as Floyd, it's just the funniest thing where Sean's just like jump Bing 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 with this big like <laughs> five hundred pound muscle bound dude with two bounds for arms, and he's just jumping across the screen to try to get over there quicker, and it just makes me laugh every time. But th- this is this is the Sonic Mania of streets yes. of rage games that's perfect perfect way to describe it and i i first i didn't like the slowness like i started picking cherry because um i wanted to run yep but i started really kicking ass with axel and he's my man since the beginning he's been there since the beginning he's he's the boy yep. he's a little sluggish in his old age but i find the slowness give makes you more patient and makes you think about what you're going to do but with cherry there are I do like a lot. I think it was Cherry, Cherry or Blaze, but when there's certain moves that in your combo, she kicks up, right? Yeah. And it just, I love that it creates this almost air combo automatically that you don't have to do anything extra. Agreed. I, I really like Cherry. I've, mm-hmm. when I went into this, I was like, I want to play as Axel. I want to play as Blaze. Oh my God, Adam's in this. I'm going to play as Adam. I think Adam is probably my favorite, but I think Cherry- Axel and Floyd were probably my favorites. See, I think I even like Cherry better than Floyd. I don't know if it's because I've played it, played as her more, so I got the handle of you know of how she fights and stuff more than Floyd. But I love her. I love her guitar. I love her special moves. I love that she can jump onto some onto the bad guys like shoulders and then just waylay them and then throw them across the room. I just that this game is for being as simple as it is. It is so special. And at, what I really wonder is people that aren't like us like people that have never possibly never even played a beat em up before what they think of this mm-hmm. like I, I just wonder if this will touch a new generation like it's touching us like this game to me is so it, it's it's damn near perfect when it comes to being a beat em up and i think another good thing about it is that the way like one thing you need in a beat em up is the way it feels when you're hitting somebody i I feel those hits connecting like the way that the, the sprites and the frames connect, you can, you feel them getting hit. It's not just they're getting hit and they're flashing every time they get hit. As you hit them, you can kind of see them taking the damage, see them taking it to the gut. And especially when you do um, Axel's little fury punches, mm-hmm. you can see each one just slowly chugging into the guy's face every single time. Like to me, that feeling is what is making the game so special that it makes you feel like you are actually beating the living crap out of these guys. So that's always been one of my bigger complaints about Turtles in Time because I feel like Turtles in Time does not have that feeling. And it seems even worse when you fight the bosses. Like it just always seems like your attacks go through them and all you can see, do do they blink or not? That's the only way you can tell. Like, I don't know. It was the hit detection always seemed a little weird to me, but yeah. And this one you can tell like, when you hit them, you know you hit them. Well, that's, that's why point, I, I love at when when Adam does his combo when it ends. I said it multiple times in our let's plays, but like when he ends, when he does that friggin' elbow to the top of somebody's yes. head, it's just like oh my god! Like I can, it's it's like Bernardo was saying, like you can feel their skull like crushing under his elbow, and it's just you deliver that, and it just makes me go oh god, that's gotta hurt. Or or like if you're fighting one of the bigger enemies and you go to give them a German suplex or something. I love how they, they sit there and they're like, mm, and they kind of got to wait a second. Like, 
it takes all their might to get them up and it makes that when, yes. when their when their yes. body slams into the pavement it just feels so much more impactful i just oh i freaking love this game i absolutely I, love it that's that's you brought you a great point like i'm with axel and i i do a lot of grab moves a lot because i don't know if you guys have this strategy but i will grab dude on the left and throw him across the screen and bowling pin a bunch of other people yeah. and i love it when you're picking them up and I don't know if it's based off based off a weight scale or if it's based off the way you do the move, but yeah, you see him struggle and then he just slams the guy down into the ground just viciously. I don't know if that's only certain characters, but I feel I like think it is. I think it's like the the, <laughs> the fire breathing guy and like the guys with like the pistol and the suits, like all those bigger dudes mm-hmm. that you can still throw. Uh, what's his name? Floyd just picks him up and throws him like a regular <laughs> guy. Like but yeah, Axel He's got and bombs Adam, for arms. They like struggle. I got bombs for arms. <laughs> yeah, Axel and Adam, like, yeah, I love it. Like they struggle and yeah, then they just like slam him down. That fire guy is the equivalent of the Gaia guy with the knife, like where he just comes yes, at exactly. an angle. Oh my God, dude, I want to throw. And not to mention, there's another ch- chubber guy that comes along that, that rolls up and down the screen. Yes. And he what? does like the swan dive thing. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> No, the, the 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 guy that does the the, the big swanton bomb, I can yeah. handle him. Okay. It's this other guy that's in blue and rolls up and down the screen uh, that I want to stab yeah, with a yeah, fucking yeah, rusty yeah. knife. Yeah. <laughs> but surprisingly, the guys with the guns, when I saw them, I'm like, oh, this is going to be trouble. Those guys yeah. were a pushover. They yeah, took they like suck. three punches and they go down. Yeah. Well, especially when. With when their with shooting. their Nerf ball guns. <laughs> well, I I don't mind when someone's throwing something because I know when you're gonna throw something, you can only throw it at your perspective. Yeah. You can't throw it up unless they're like the grenades, yep. which right. I love. I love the inclusion of like the grenades and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm I love everything. I love it all. <laughs> yeah, they 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 really nailed it. They did this. Com- I don't know if you guys played their other game, Wonder Boy, but ju- it was like a beat for beat remake of the wonder boy game from, I think Sega master system. It was wow. so, yeah, it was oh, so they did that. That's right. Yeah. And that game was so on exactly to what the other game was that, okay. You can press one button and in a second it would change the graphics to the old version. And the game was the exact same. Hmm. They, I like, I know everyone's saying let's have them do turtles, but I don't think they can because they, Clearly, they don't want to stick around in one. Like they don't want to be the people that are just doing beat 'em ups, right? They've they've done this Zelda two like game because yep. that's what Wonder Boy is. Now yep. they've done a beat 'em up. They got to do something different next. But oh my god, to see their art style in Turtles, oh god, it would be oh. absolutely just beautiful. That that's the thing. Like they they get they mm-hmm. clearly get Streets of Rage, and I don't know if you watch any of their like behind the scenes things and everything, but like all the developer videos that they've posted on YouTube and Twitter and everything, like you can tell how much love went into this and mm-hmm. they, they just nailed it. It's the perfect mix of nostalgia, but also a great game on top of that nostalgia. Like they just nailed it for old folks like us that loved streets of rage back in the day. And I think it is inviting for new players too. I hope it is. I mean, I know it's not Fortnite. It's not Apex. It's not an ongoing online game. I get that. But I feel like there's something, like we've said for so long, that while, yeah, beat-em-ups can get old, it's a genre that has just completely disappeared, and it it doesn't have to. And I think they showed that with this game. Like, 
they just they just freaking nailed it. It's it's going to be one of my favorite games of this year at the end of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. I just I I love everything about it, and I'm so shocked and thankful that this game actually exists. Yep. Amen. Hold on. What do you guys think Axel's saying when he does his uppercut? <laughs> because I have something since I was a kid. The, I, I jumped into the Streets of Rage Discord, which is a, a shit fest. It's like, a, it's like reading a Twitch channel. It's insane. And somebody else on Twitter confirmed this on what he's saying. But what do you guys think he's saying? So I know he says grand upper. But what yeah. I have always heard is, Yatapa. Yeah, what <laughs> pretty the, much. What does that mean? It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> I thought he always said, get a doctor. <laughs> but he said, get a doctor. Get a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah which, makes sense, which makes sense because he just punched you with a fire uppercut. So you right, need true. a doctor. You need medical attention. Well, it's always <laughs> like, I didn't know what Hadouken or Shoryuken meant. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, in my mind, it was either Yatapa or Ratapa, which <laughs> made them so stupid, but like, <laughs> Ratapa. Um, but I did see, I, I saw a tweet going around and we talked about it on Let's Play. I can't remember if it was, it was either Dot Emu tweeted it or retweeted it from somebody else, but they were like, the, the top seven things that you think Axel is saying, and I wish I had screenshotted or something to save it, but like, Oh God, it was so, it was so good. And I was like, all seven of these make complete sense. So yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, Sega, I guess. <laughs> all right. Streets Rage 4 is freaking amazing. We love mm-hmm. it. Please go play it. Uh, thank you, Dot Emu, and everybody else for the review codes. Game it's on sale 10% it. off on Switch right now, FYI. And it was on sale. I don't know if it still is, but it was on sale on PS4 as well. And I think Steam as well, too. Or just buy the fucking game out, right, everybody? Just, just buy it. Even it's if well it's full worth, price, just go exactly. buy it. Exactly. Yes. It's well support, worth $25. You got to support Lizard Cube because they're making these beautifully artistic games. Like they put out a, on April Fool's, they put out a screenshot of DuckTales. Oh, that was and, them? Yeah. Oh. And I believe it was either them or .emu that did it because .emu, oh. I think, is the publisher. Yeah. Um, and I believed it because I'm like, they could pull that off. And I would I, believe that that would be the next license that they would like. I, I could see that happening. Well, apparently I, I think it was IGN tweeted out that like, yeah, this was an April fool's joke. However, they actually were kind of in the they early, tried, yeah. yeah, they were in the early stages of making a DuckTales game and they couldn't get it picked up. I'm like, Oh my God, this looks so perfect. Mm-hmm. Why would you say no to this? So I'm hoping that uh, I feel like that gained a lot of traction and I'm not going to lose complete hope. I would love to see a, a DuckTales game in the style of the new cartoon. I think that would be freaking awesome. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, like having them do a big franchise like that, I think it's great that they're focusing on these smaller, older titles, Wonder Boy, Streets of Rage, things that people nowadays don't know. And I mean, I, I feel like there's something special. I don't know what the next game is for them. Well, but I think they, I think if they keep up with the track record they're at, it's going to be something that's going to be for all of us. In my mind, it would be Crusader of Senti 2. And if y'all don't know what Crusader of Senti was for us Sega kids, it was the closest thing we got to A Link to the Past. It's better than Beyond Oasis. And I've been wanting a remake or a sequel for 20, also 26 years now. I think it came out in 94, maybe 93. Um, but I've been dying for that game to get a sequel and it's just never happened. I've tweeted Atlas many times cause they own the IP still, I think, and nobody's making it. So it's very depressing. Are you want to get news of the week folks? Cause we've yeah. only been going for, let's see how long. Oh, only an hour and 20 minutes so far. All right, <laughs> let's fly through this. 
Jeff Keeley announced Summer Game Fest this past week, and he tweeted out the following. Since I was a kid, one of my favorite parts of the summer has been seeing all the video game companies band together to hype us up about the future of this incredible medium. This year has been a challenge for all of us. For a while, I thought 2020 might be the first time in 25 years we didn't have a big magic industry-wide moment. It really bummed me out to see everything fracture. More than ever, this is a year we need a positive, uplifting center of gravity to bring this global community together. So that's what we're going to build. Today, I'm proud to announce Summer Game Fest, a four-month-long season of news events from all of your favorite game platforms and publishers. It's all the news you've been waiting for, but also in-game events, playable content, and demos of select titles, and a bunch of fun surprises. Summer Game Fest isn't a singular show, but a whole season for events. The schedule hub at summergamefest.com will guide you through the next four months to make sure you don't miss a thing. And trust me, there are some amazing events coming, and I'm working on some plans for a developer showcase with my friends at eight. I am 8-Bit. And of course, Gamescom, one night, uh, opening opening night live on August 24th as a big season finale. Thanks to all the game companies and developers who are working hard under challenging circumstances to keep us entertained. I hope SGF is a way to show these artists just how much their work helps us get through uncertain and scary times. Keep playing the future. Gaming is about to get really bright this summer. Jeff. Then he also tweeted out, uh, let me see here, about phase one, which includes, do I not have it here? I thought I had it. Oh, yeah. Phase one of Summer Game Fest will include 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red. What the heck is that thing? Digital Extremes? I don't know what that is. EA, PlayStation, Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Xbox, and WB. Okay, okay. Just temper your expectations here, so, okay? I can't because... Are you that excited about a Harry Potter game? No, I don't give a crap about <laughs> Harry Potter. I've never read a single book. I saw one movie and I was like, this is kind of maybe what I think a Zelda movie could be if they were made one. I don't know why I thought that, but that was what I thought That's back a as a 16 year old kid. Yeah, but or I wasn't 16. I was probably 25. But anyways, um, what a jump. <laughs> I, I think this is awesome. I, I, I saw, I think it was Nibel that tweeted to Jeff after he announced this, the, the Thanos meme saying, fine, I'll do it myself. Because in this world where there's no E3, Jeff's like, okay, fine. I'll just, whatever. I'll do my own E3 and it'll mm-hmm. last all summer long. Four months. Kid Rock. Um, I think this is awesome. This, I, I wonder how this lines up because IGN is doing their summer game something as well. They're doing like a showcase, I think. Yeah. So. I think theirs is like one week, I want to say, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% sure. Um but I'm so excited for this. This is phase one. I can't not get my hopes up. WB Montreal has been teasing this stupid effing Batman game for at least a year now. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I think it'll more. be a year in October, I think. Really? I feel I like think. it's been like three years. Of this I point. could be wrong. I could be wrong completely on that. But, but I remember the last big tease was was close to the game awards and mm-hmm. but it was like a few months away from the game awards like september or october and people were like no they wouldn't show you that and then wait until the game awards it's like no you're right they wouldn't they're gonna wait much longer they'll wait two more years um it's insane like uh, there's no way that that's gonna that's they have a lot of pressure on them 
they right have now. to deliver and i'm sure they will show the harry potter game which i'm not going to crap on i know people love harry potter and this game seems like it will be pretty Quidditch. cool but the big name that wb owns is dc and more specifically batman and mm -hmm. i still don't think we're going to see whatever rocksteady is doing but we have to see batman court of owls arkham legacy or whatever the rumors are saying that it might be called um i think wb montreal got a bad rap for arkham origins i really really liked that game it did have a little bit of jank and some buggy issues but it might have my favorite story out of any of the arkham games um, i've heard either, the same it's either that or arkham knight but arkham knight the game i just did not like as I, I thought origins was a better game the stupid bat tank um but man i'm i'm so excited for this i'm excited for jeff and really the only thing i'm looking at other than jeff doing this is just i just see the two letters w and b and i'm like okay it's put up or shut up time now in my mind but what what do you guys think i mean it, it's definitely something that we need right now um i i'm definitely not getting my hopes up for wb i think it's I don't know. I was going to say, I think it's more than likely we'll see it, but I don't even know that that's true. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to expect out of a lot of these. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that I don't know what to expect, I guess. I'm looking forward to it. Well, clearly we're going to see next-gen stuff, right? There's not much left right. for this gen. I think if the Batman game does come out, if it doesn't come out on the current-gen platform, and that's going to be a huge slap in the face for the people that have been waiting Forever for it, if you look at Arkham Origins, that came out right at the end of PS3, and then Arkham Knight came out on PS4, right? So hopefully they do something similar to that. But um, I, what I like about this is that I feel like the only positive during this whole quarantine situation has been video games. Um, I feel like for the most part, a lot of positive stuff has come from video games and for fans like us it's been a great distraction to have yeah. positive news come up with the exception of all this bullshit with the last of us yeah. to have this for four months i think it's great i don't always think that jeff shows are always the most exciting like the game awards they're not always exciting but it's an award show but i know that the guy really is trying his hardest to bring us the best surprises so same thing with like e3 I kind of have low expectations, but I'm always excited because it's just a celebration of the medium. And I, I really hope that it's not just, um, you know, commercial for things we already know. Seeing that it's going to go on this long, I have, I am pretty optimistic that we're going to see a lot of new stuff. They Like, what could you fill? And yes, four months could just be one announcement a day or one announcement every couple of days. But still, like to put that out there, to put all those brands to say that this is phase one, I, I, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. I, if WB doesn't show a Batman game, that's going to be trouble. Like they, they need to show at this point, they shouldn't have teased it twice. Yeah. They did, they did that, that um, they did one video, which was kind of like subliminal. And then they did another one, which was outside of their building or something like that. They shouldn't have done anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to do that, you got to follow up with it to not follow up with it for like nine months. That's a little harsh. Um, so they need to show this game. It uh, clearly exists. The rumors are like at this point they can't even keep the rumors in their house. Yeah, they need they need to show what the hell it is. I, and I, I'm actually going to be a little bit disappointed. Like think about it. We've had four 
Arkham games, right? Three that are actual Arkham and one that is the ugly stepchild that no one acknowledges because it's not a part of any trilogy. Um, to me, if we're going to just get another Arkham game with the same combat, but just a great story, I don't know if like, I don't know how exciting that is. Like really think about it, like, do we need another game that's just plays like that? Like last time that Rocksteady tried to do something different, they gave us the Batmobile tank. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little underwhelmed by, by the Arkham game. And I really, I, I actually got PS now just so I can play Arkham Origins cause I never played it, but I don't know what they could do different to Batman. That's going to make it exciting other than the story. Cause that's another book you guys will read is court of owls. I've only mm-hmm. read the first volume, but it's intense. So the, the thing that comes to my mind first, what I was going to say is I think, I think WB Montreal's Batman game, whatever it ends up being mm-hmm. will be a current gen game, maybe yeah. cross gen who knows. But then I think whatever Rocksteady's working on, whether it's Superman or justice league or God forbid Ninja Turtles or something. I think that'll be a full fledged next gen game. But listening to you there, John, I'm like, man, what they really need to do is now this is going to sound dramatic, but they do. And I agree with you. You can't just make another Arkham game with mm-hmm. the same combat and everything. Like we already saw it. I, I would say Spider-Man did that combat better. What they need to do is honestly, they need to give it the God of War treatment because people, I love all six God of War games that came before God of War 2018. By the time Ascension rolled around, again, I thought it was a good game. I didn't think it deserved it the hate fine. that it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just more of the same. It was tri- <laughs> It was square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle. And I get that. And then God of War 2018 came out, and it was my second or third favorite game of all time. I think that's they, they've got to find a way that they're not going to make. I, I don't for a second think WB Montreal's Batman game is going to be God of War. No. But they need to do something similar in you know in in idea of what sony santa monica did with god of war 2018 to take characters we know and love change the whole feel of the game while still feeling like what came before it and just we we know wb we we know rocksteady wb montreal they can make some awesome batman stories so i don't worry about the story but yeah they've got to evolve the rest of the game to be something different from the other four games that we got Oh man, you, you've set a bar pretty high. <laughs> I don't think you, you, like, do you think that, and not to discredit the people that work there, cause I'm sure they're all hard workers, but you really think that the company that like their, their only other Batman game does not get acknowledged in any of the re-releases, any of the trilogies that get pushed out, return to Arkham, all that stuff, that they're going to be the ones that are going to carry this into the next step of that franchise. I, I hope. Or- I or maybe so. it's maybe it's a half step to whatever Rocksteady's yeah. doing. You know, I really, I really hope Rocksteady's not working on another Batman. I think what if we are doing Batman, we need to end it because I think Batman has been done great. And right now, I don't see what else you could do to make it different. I feel like the Arkham formula is great. Now, take what you've learned and do it with another franchise that desperately needs it, like. I don't know if there's ever been a good Superman game. I, yeah. I remember playing Superman Returns as one of the first games on my 360. At first, I was like, hey, this game's pretty good. And then I started playing. I'm like, oh, this game's just the same thing from the first five minutes. So, like, 
to be honest, I don't think you can make a Superman game because Superman is no. powerful. That's the thing. Like, I, I really think you have to go back to the Super Nintendo and Death and Return and, and the Genesis too, I think. Mm-hmm. Death and Return of Superman, just side-scrolling beat-em-up and just whatever. Um, Which they wouldn't do with a franchise like Superman. No, no way. You, you've got to do something epic and everything. And there was rumors for a while that they were working on a Suicide Squad game. I think you could do that. Yeah. I, th- I think they could do that with character switching and stuff and going, you know let you control all six seven different members whatever it is but i don't know if they make a ninja turtle game i will <laughs> buy it i will buy the collector i will i don't buy any of that stuff anymore i will give every single cent i have they're not going to do that no but we have not gotten a proper 3d turtles game there was out of the shadows which is funny that they named the movie a- yep. after the game which is I, I don't know which turtles are uglier the movie ones or the ones from out of the shadows and that was that was a rough game. And that was one that we were so hyped up for. And then I remember mm-hmm. right before it came out, we got word that you can't do couch co-op. It's own online only. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then the review score is coming out and it was like a four out of 10 on Metacritic. And I'm like, oh my God, how could you do this to the Ninja Turtles? Like, what is wrong with you? And now you can't even get it on the, the, the digital stores anymore, I don't think, right? I don't well, think it I, ever wait, went back up. Which one are you? Are you talking about Mutants in Manhattan? Or are you talking about the PS3 one? I'm talking about the PS4 one. That's Mutants in Manhattan. Oh, okay. That's the one that had like the cell shaded graphics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that one was made by Platinum Games, which does like Bayonetta and all that stuff. So that yep. should have been amazing. Exactly. And I wanted to love that one. And I, I was stubborn. Like I bought it a couple years after it came out. Nobody had it because it was so hard to find, but I found it used at an EB Games and I played it and I played it for a while until my game froze and I said, not nah, fuck this yeah i'm done yeah but it it was one of, it for me it was like the movie where i'm like i love the turtles enough that i'm just gonna play this i'm talking about there was a game that came out on 360 and ps3 called out of the shadows look it up the turtles are fucking ugly yeah, wait a minute is that, that one. the one based on uh the last cartoon before no. this new one okay no 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 I'll, you guys will see it later but it was because my kids game. have one on the wii but I can't the remember one, what it's called. The one on the Wii might be based off of the CG movie. No, this one was based off the the uh, the 2008 cartoon or whatever, whatever, whenever that cartoon. Oh, oh, the, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, the the one that came out on Fox before the last CG one. Yes. Yeah. Um, that one. Yeah, the, that 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 cartoon. Oh, it's just out. called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah, that one had um, a lot of games. That cartoon. Um, no, if you look up after the show, I'll send you, I'm already looking it up right now out of the shadows game. I've definitely heard of it, but yeah, it's, it's not the greatest. (laughs) The one that was based on the CG movie was actually not bad. It was different. Like it was a kind of like the way they made it. It was very linear and like it forced you to go a certain path, but it wasn't bad. Uh, sorry. We, we, we came back to turtles. What's next (laughs) on the list? (laughs) uh we're excited for summer game fest jeff don't let us down and again kind of like john was saying like i i feel like the game awards every year i'm like man they they could cut this down by a half hour Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you said it's a celebration of the industry jeff's heart is always in the right place everything i've i've seen people say about him is that he is an actual like legitimate nice caring person that just loves video games so much so i feel like if anybody can fill the e3 void this summer it's going to be him 
I've always I said the other day that if there was a president of video games, it would be him. Yep. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. Or Reggie. Uh, next up, the PS5 reveal may be coming soon. This comes from Push Square. The latest issue of official PlayStation magazine available now digitally and poop. Damn it, Sean. <laughs> he always edits a document and he writes poop in weird places. I was reading it as you were reading it. And I'm like, he's going to skip over the, he's going to say pop, right? And soon no. in stores focuses on the PlayStation 5 and its fancy new controller. But the most compelling tidbit comes courtesy of its preview for the next edition. Due out on the 2nd of June, the magazine writes, quote, it's coming. The top of the page includes the PS5's record-breaking logo. The public publication continues. The next gen starts next issue as we reveal the latest games coming to PS5 and how they'll play. There have, of course, been strong rumors that Sony is planning some kind of console blowout in May, and the dates would align here if that's the case. We're six months away from the system's previously announced holiday 2020 launch now, so it makes sense. That said, coronavirus means that the Japanese giant is working on an alternative schedule at the moment, and plans are always subject to change. We recommend waiting until the company confirms things before getting your hopes up. Fortunately, there's no smoke without fire, and it does feel like the finer details are starting to fall into place. Just as a side note here, uh, somebody, there's an inside Xbox coming this week. They're going to show next-gen games, but they're all third-party games, so don't get your hopes up for Halo Infinite gameplay finally. Um, so we're going to see Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We'll talk about that here in a minute and a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. But somebody replied to that tweet and said, hey, Jason, when is Sony's reveal coming? And he tweeted, quote, a few more weeks, I believe. We're getting close. One way or the other, I feel like if if official PlayStation magazine is saying, hey, on our June 2nd issue, we're going to blow out the PlayStation 5, we're now going, we have to get news on the PS5 this month. We're in the end right? game now. We are in the end game now. So what is meant by the top of the page includes the PS5's record-breaking logo? So What does that even mean? What I saw, they did a tweet where it said, it's coming. And it was just like a, a looping graphic saying PS5, it's coming with like fire embers and stuff floating and whatever. So they're basically saying, yeah, the PS5 is coming and we're going to cover it this month. It's the way but what I is, what is record breaking about the logo? Oh, it was the most liked video game related post on Instagram ever. And then the dual oh, really? sense, the dual sense was number two. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. But I mean, it's got to be coming this month. We're, we're, like you said, we're in the end game now. Um, and if Schreier is saying he thinks it's a few more weeks, then yeah, it's going to happen here in a few weeks. I mean, I don't know what else to say except I'm super hyped. There were some reports going around that they were, that people were saying that efficient, official PlayStation magazine was saying, hey, uh, we're going to have Horizon 2 in our magazine. That's not a thing. And they came out and said, no, it's not a thing. We're not going to have Horizon 2. Y'all are crazy. Um, right. So they refuted all that. But we got to be getting this thing here in the next two or three weeks, I assume. And what they will probably do is do the reveal and everything the day after we record that week's episode. Because that's how it usually works here. Probably, yes. But yeah, I think we have to be getting very, very close now. Yeah, they've taken way too long. Like, I mean... Microsoft has just was opportunity knocking at the door and they just decided to go nuts with it. And a lot of people are going to side with Xbox right now because of all the stuff that they're offering. At the end of the day, it comes down to the games though, right? So 
we need to see what everyone's offering. We got to see what Sony's going to be doing. Like, come on, you guys got to say something. That that's yeah. what I've said. Like to to Ryan McCaffrey, who's awesome. Um, obviously, I'm not an Xbox guy, and he's an Xbox guy. But I, I freaking love Ryan. I, he's he's just so good. But he was tweeting some. I don't remember what he was talking about. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever the hardware, this that teraflops, whatever. At the end of the day, though like you were saying, it does not matter that the hardware doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. the games that matter. And right now, now I know Xbox signed all these studios and they've got Hellblade two as an, as, as an exclusive and all these other studios working on who knows what, but as of now, I know if I buy a PS five, I'm getting Spider-Man two, God of war two, horizon two. And a lot of twos. That's what I care. Or maybe God of war five. Mm-hmm that's what I care about more than anything are those games and those properties and those characters that they've built up all this equity to. And apparently if you listen to Colin, there's a new uncharted game coming too, but not from uh, naughty dog, no spoilers here. Sean's finally going to play through uncharted four um, that they, it might be a reboot or it might be a continuation with different characters. Who knows? Leave it. They got to leave it, man. But leave like it alone. it's, I, I just, there's nothing that could make me buy an Xbox and that's nothing against Microsoft or their games. It's just, I've been in the Sony ecosystem now since the PS2. I, I never owned a PS1. I've played it at my friend's houses and stuff, but I've had Sony consoles for the last 20, oh my God, 20 years now. Good Lord. Wow. For the last 20 years, God, I'm old. And nothing's going to make me change now. They've got everything that I want and yeah, Microsoft has been so, so much better about messaging with next gen. It's not even close. Like they've, but they, they kind of have to be. I mean, well, they I was going to say, they, they got they their have butts to. They have no choice. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you though, like they are very, like I got an Xbox in November for peanuts. Um, yeah. And I got a trick. I got the digital version. I got it just for Game Pass. And what they've done with Game Pass is amazing. Um, to the point where that if I could afford to have both next gen systems, which I won't be able to, this is a fluke, but if I can afford that, I would have PS five be my exclusives and Xbox be my, um, my third parties, because I've heard from so many people that the Xbox one X handles third party games much better than the PS four. So I, I think that they're it's the problem is that they don't have those franchises, right? Like I love halo and it was a little bit of a struggle for me to play through Halo 5 because it's not what I remember. But when I got my Xbox, I was playing through Halo and it was a blast. Gears, I'm 50-50 on. Forza, fun. It, but it's racing. Yeah. After that, like it really, the, the, the big franchises, they start to dwindle after those three. That's really, for me, like I had Xbox original and Xbox 360. And to me, hmm. the only thing I can preach about is those three games other than that i'm like yeah there's a bunch of other exclusives but they're little games that they like they need these big blockbuster ones that are going to sell and they don't have that and that's a bummer because they need that like they these they need to give sony a run for their money and they they can't with the exclusives that they can they have yeah and i mean and, and like to be fair it wouldn't shock me if they come out with something amazing because none of us had ever heard of aloy a few years ago 
And now Horizon 2 is one of my most, not even announced yet, but I mean, come on. It's one of my most anticipated games. I want to see what happens in that world. And Mm. I love those characters. I love Aloy. I love how they set up the sequel at the end of that game. I just can't wait for it. And like I, I said a while ago on the podcast, probably a year ago or something, like I would love as much as it would hurt me as a Sony fanboy, I would love for somebody like insomniac to get a license to make like an iron man game separate from the avengers because i'm still way undecided on that but like sony's got spider-man what if somebody came in and made an awesome freaking iron man game and i'm not talking anthem a real iron man game (laughs) and they knocked it out of the park like like they did with with spider-man that would be awesome and that would be awesome for xbox and it would hurt me but like yeah, I'm a Sony fanboy, but at the end of the day, I want all three companies to blow it out of the water this gen. Who even knows what what part of the generation the Switch is? But obviously, they've already they've blown everything out of the water. I want everybody to succeed because we all win if everybody wins. So, agreed. Next up, Final Fantasy VII, the sequels, or however, whatever they are, may be coming in smaller pieces. This comes from VGC. Final Fantasy VII remake director Tetsuya Nomura, Sean, has suggested that future installments in the episodic title could focus on smaller sections of the original game in order to release them faster. The comments from the the Japanese Ultimate... You got me all messed up, Sean. The Japanese Ultimania (laughs) book, quoted and translated by a Twitter user. In the book, Nomura is stated... Oh, Bernardo's trying to do something. I see it coming. (laughs) If we divide the story into large parts, it'll take longer to make. If we divide it into more detailed, smaller sections, then poop developing, it will be faster. (laughs) I hope to release the next one ASAP. The first Final Fantasy VII remake installment. It's so weird how they spell it with one L. Yeah, that's not right. these, These British people. Released this month and focuses entirely on the opening Midgar section of the original PS1 game. Also speaking in the book, producer Yoshinori Katasi reportedly said FF7R team has, quote, a general idea, are you kidding me, of how the game's story (laughs) will play out across each episode following a cliffhanger ending to the first game. Quote, we have a general idea of how the story will play out, but we haven't decided exactly how many parts, nor can we confirm anything. There's speculation that it will be three parts, but we're just doing things one step at a time now. The rest of this is filler, blah, blah, blah. And you guys might be writing poop, so I'm going to stop reading. Um, I stopped. I just have to be a part of it. I felt, I I, I felt like I felt I was missing out. I this bothers it. me. This bar- bothers me. This is like, I did, did you beat it yet, John? Yes, I beat it two days ago, three days ago. Okay, so we won't go into spoilers in case people haven't beaten it yet. Oh, yeah, I know. I freaking love the ending. I love what it sets up. But then I read this and I'm like, no, you nailed this. Like you, you, you nailed 30 to 40 hours of this game. Like you blew out four to five hours and turned it into 35 to 40. You expanded everything. You made me fall in love with these characters. And now you're going to say, well, we kind of know where we're going with the story. You can't kind of know where you're going with the story after you did what this game did. Um, you can if you've if, like I've heard of how these Kingdom Heart games work. If it's anything oh like that, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, I'm more yeah. upset that like, are we going to be playing this game into freaking PlayStation Six? Like, come on, what what? And I actually said this earlier that I think this is lost in translation. A lot of this, for one, mm-hmm. I think that this isn't episodic. That sorry, that's air quotes for audio listeners. Um, 
I think of it more of part one of a movie franchise. Think of it as, you know, an Avengers one or, or Star Wars episode four. You, know, you got to think of it in that sense. Whereas this is like the sequel. This is not the episodes of the grander story. I feel like when you think about it that way, it's easier to digest because like you could, if this was a brand new franchise and it ended like this, you'd be like, Oh great. I can't wait for part two to come out. Exactly. Right? Yep. So I, I think the word episodic, I think must be lost in translation because I don't feel like that episodic to me, to me is a shorter game. It's like five. Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Maybe I, I would even accept up to 15 hour game, which I thought this was going to be like a 10 to 15 hour game. No, this is full blown. This yep. could be its own thing like that. To be honest, even if they were just like, listen, all we can do is Midgar. We're going to recreate Midgar and they kept the same new ending and all that kind of stuff like that. They're like, this is just kind of like, we're just, we did this. I think that would have been fine if they left it at that. To be honest, that's why I feel like they just called it Final Fantasy VII Remake because one, they obviously don't know where they're going. But two, <laughs> if if they decided to not go forward, you could leave this and speculate what happens after, but it's on enough of a cliffhanger that they could fill it in with other shit. Yeah. I don't, and I don't like this. I would rather have it be three parts. Give me part two in three years and give me part three, three years after that, than six more small parts that come out annually or something. I don't want it to be broken up as much as I want more now. I don't want them to just keep cutting it up into smaller and smaller pieces. I, I don't want that. I think that's a terrible idea. And the thing with this coming out as new games, I feel like they're going to have to introduce something new. Otherwise, it's just because now it's an it's almost like a new game, right? It's going to be a full price thing. So you're, I mean, maybe there's a chance that they might go. No, it's a DLC episode now, right? There there yep. might be a chance of that, right? But at this point, if there's nothing new about the gameplay, they're not introducing anything new. It's just the same game over and over. And I guess Yakuza did it, so maybe Final Fantasy can do it, but. <laughs> They have to do something to spice it up, right? And that's going to take them time. I did, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think three is perfect. I think four is, that's it. Anything more than four, I think is excessive. And it's just, it's going to dry out fast. Like we were all excited for this, for like the, uh, like the original fans to bleed it out that long. I feel like it could do great, but I feel like you might be being a dead horse. And in that time, you could be focusing on putting out other Final Fantasy games. Like and do, do yeah. it seven, and as good as this game was, I think we're all in agreement there. There's a lot of fluff, a lot of yeah. filler, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think you can get away with that in Midgar, but I don't know. I mean, who knows where the game goes from here? But uh, to me, the story is perfect as it is. I don't think you can afford to keep adding that much. Just make these sections bigger just to make them bigger i don't i I don't want them it was fine in midgar it mm-hmm. worked there's a lot to midgar that you don't get to see in the original i don't think we need them to do that with these next parts episodes whatever they want to call it there were so many actions that you had to do in this game though that weren't needed like i started to notice it later and it could be because i played the original but I was like, no, this doesn't, I don't need to have, like, I don't need to be divided from my team, fight three enemies, and then be reunited with them three seconds later. That What was the point of that? Why did I do that? Or, like, the amount of tight hallways you have to walk through. 
or where you're yeah. forced to walk instead of run. Like it's pat, it gets padded as it goes on. And those damn yeah. monkey bars. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like shifting slowly, shifting slowly. Yeah, they they really and I get what they were trying to do, but they could have taken out all of that, all these complaints that we're talking about, and the game still would have clocked at a good twenty-five to thirty hours. I yeah, for me, it took forty because I tried to do everything. So they could have easily still had a, a nice inflated number and not need to do that. Hopefully they learn that for the next one. But yeah. let's, I don't know, man. I just, this sounds like Star Wars, like <laughs> where they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Mind you, they, mind you, the story's already written, but they've already made some major changes to the story. I wouldn't even say major, but they've, they've made some adjustments to kind of put it on to kind of show you different paths. They said that the story's going to stay the same. But I just clearly, mm-hmm. clearly there's something something different is happening. Maybe maybe they're gonna get to the maybe the way they set it up is so that they can get to the end game quicker. Because as we all know, obviously without spoiling it for people, because I know you guys are a spoiler cast, um, the way they ended it is something that should have happened if you would have compared it to the original is like at a disc two type thing, right? right. So maybe this is their way of being kind of having a way out quicker. So we don't have to have six games. I really hope so. I just, I really just hope they, I hope they know what they're doing and I hope they have a plan for what they're doing because if not as special as this game was, I feel like I could be so disappointed three, four five years from now when we get to the end of this thing. And I'm just like, man, you guys nailed that first one. And then you just, you didn't know what to do after that. And I really, really hope that's not the case because I freaking loved it. It's my game of the year right now for sure. I it's going to lose its luster. It. It's yeah, going to lose its exactly. luster if it keeps going like that. It's not going to have the same pizzazz. Yeah. <sighs> well, we'll all hope for the best. Uh, the last item on the news here, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The worst kept secret, as every Assassin's Creed game is, was revealed officially. It's coming out holiday 2020 on PS5, PS4, Series X, X-Bone, PC, only on the Epic Game Store, not on Steam. I, I don't understand the, the PC, con, the whatever, Master Race, whatever stuff. Just I, I've, the Epic and Steam stuff, I just don't get it. And Stadia, if Stadia is still around uh, this holiday. Uh, the X-Bone version will support smart delivery on the Series X, which means you buy the game one time. You can play it on any of Xbox you want. It's freaking awesome. Sony, maybe one of the reasons you're taking so long to reveal the PS5 is you're working on your own version of this because it's you're, you're going to have to. You, you have to match this. You just have to. Uh, like I said earlier, the gameplay will be revealed on the inside Xbox this Thursday, I think it is. Uh, some notes on the game here. You can you play as Ivor. I'm just going to assume that's how you say his name or her <laughs> name. It's either male or female character. There's a big focus on building your Viking village or settlement, and the choices you make in the game will affect said village. You will travel to Scandinavia, Norway, and Britain. Your gear is customizable, including your beards and tattoos. So that's cool. Finally, customized uh, beards. Yeah, I, I wish I could customize one, but um, <laughs> you have a raven for the animal companion in this game. I guess it's just like every other Assassin's Creed game with your your bird's eye view and stuff. It is single player. One thing I did notice: it's up for pre order for fifty nine ninety nine US dollars, John. Um, but it was listed for Series X as well for fifty nine ninety nine. There's been a lot of talk that a lot of people think game prices are going to go up next gen because they kind of quote unquote have to, because they've been 60 bucks forever. 
maybe they're not going up or at least not at first. I don't know, but I just thought that was interesting. And the only thing I wrote down here, this is just really for me is, is there any chance watchdogs Legion is still going to be a launch game? Well now actually maybe there is because they didn't announce this as a launch game. They just said holiday. So maybe watchdogs would come out first and then this would come out December, but December's in it's not a good month to put games out. You want them out there before Thanksgiving. So, um, I don't know. As a launch game, though, it might be an it might be what it needs. Yeah, like it might, for the consoles, right? Like, because it'll go on. It'll be like a cross platform, so it might. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I, they I just, said, no, they said twenty twenty. Yeah, they said holiday twenty twenty. Yeah. I, I just want Watchdogs. All we know right now is Watch Dogs supposedly is coming out before the end of their fiscal year, which ends March 2021. I want to play Watch Dogs Legion so bad. Watch Dogs 2, I think, is a supremely underrated game. A lot of people got burned on the first one, which I understand. It was just, it was fine. Watch Dogs. He's just, he's sad and whatever. I get it. But like his nephew or niece or somebody got captured and he's mad. Um, But Watch Dogs 2 was just pure fun. It was GTA with hacking like we thought the first Watch Dogs was going to be. And I'm so hyped for what they're promising for Watch Dogs Legion. I don't know that they can actually deliver on all that. But we're talking about Assassin's Creed. So for Assassin's Creed, uh, are you guys hyped? I played Odyssey. I didn't play Origins. I played Odyssey. But after like 10 hours, I was like, this game's just, it's just too big for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put 100 hours into a game like that when it had already 10 hours in it had gotten pretty repetitive to me and i know some people love it shout out james solar i know he platinumed odyssey um so i don't know like i feel like i kind of get my norse mythology fill with god of war but i I don't know are you guys hyped for this at all i feel like literally i've never somehow i've never played an assassin's creed game um it seems right up my alley i can't imagine i wouldn't like them I'm kind of just indifferent on this, but at the same time, I'm getting, God willing, a PS5 on launch day. And got to have some. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. So maybe, maybe, I, maybe I get this. Maybe I play it. I mean, it, I, I can't imagine it's bad. I'm sure it will be good. And it's like you said, I need something to play when I get it. So who knows? Maybe it'll be this. But as of right now, it's just kind of, it looks cool, but I'm, uh, just kind of indifferent right now. I used to be a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Um, back when the first one came out, when it was just you know a small title from Ubisoft, I had that shit pre-ordered, limited edition, all that extra shit. Got it day one, right? I loved it. A lot of people don't like the first one that much. I loved the first one, and the second one is where I was like, yeah. And then I slowly started to fall off of it. The game is a far cry from what it was originally set up to do. It is now a basically a witcher or what have yep. you, right? Versus than what it used to be, which is closer to a hitman, assassinations and all that kind of stuff. I miss that. That's the Assassin's Creed I want back. This is to me, this is not what they've done with these last couple of games. It's not Assassin's Creed. It is what it is now, but it's it's not what the franchise initially was, which was like all these sweet freaking like they're the game that started doing the climb you can climb anything you see they're the ones that did this kind of started this arkham style combat um definitely didn't refine it but and i think that's because so many people did it better uh i didn't play origins i i got odyssey i reviewed it for ubisoft and i played a large chunk of it and same thing i was just like 
when I have to take a boat for like 10 minutes to get somewhere, I'm like, yep. this is too big. And I can barely get to The Witcher right now. And at least The Witcher has a lot more, I feel like, lore going forward. And I feel like the side quests in Witcher have more to them. This, it's, I agree. It's not that I felt repetitive. I just, I feel like these kind of games aren't for people like me because I have a lot of shit I want to play. I have a lot of stuff I want to watch. I have a lot of stuff I want to read. I don't have time to give you all my hours. Like I'm actually going to be trying Red Dead when it comes out on Xbox Game Pass. And mm. I, even that, I'm kind of a little weary. But that is more of a an interactive tale, right? It's not you running around, collecting settlements, Ubisoft checklists, and all that kind of stuff. Combining a Ubisoft game to be one of these open world games because then you have these to-do things, I think it, it's very draining for me at least. I know they're going to show gameplay at the Xbox event. So I'm curious to see if they're changing anything or if they're continuing to move on with the Odyssey formula. But as it stands right now, Odyssey was enough for me. I Like I said, I have The Witcher 3 right now. I don't need another game like that. Yeah, it's funny when you brought up the the sailing part because that's when I fell off of Odyssey. Once I started having to sail from here to there, and the the ship combat wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't clicking for me. I didn't like it, and I was like, "It's so far," and it's impressive. But like, I'm like, it just I don't even know what I switched off of. But I never, I just never went back to it. It was just it felt so overwhelming. Like I don't want to have to put. 60 to 70 hours into a game just to beat it and then 100 120 if i want to platinum it it's just not that's it, too much for me i mean the last game i put that many hours into was metal gear solid 5 mm-hmm. um but that was a but that's game. like a story though like it, it's exactly well five's well, a little bit more open world but yeah it's still it's it's pushing forward and it's only big because of like your the way the game is but it's not big and like odyssey's map is massive yes it's ridiculous disgustingly massive and like like i said i bring up the point of the witcher where it's another massive game and i've only put in about 10 hours into it but i really plan on going back because i feel like that world is created differently and it just makes sense that world to me whereas this world it because it's filled with these you know these towers that you have to collect it takes away from the immersion of the game you know what i mean like you feel like you have to do these things whereas in witcher you you're feeling more about the lore getting into the story yes there's gwent and all that other bullshit but it's it it works on building that world up whereas this it's still a video game and i think that kind of you feel like chores that you have to do in there that's which is why i don't like animal crossing <laughs> amen brother <laughs> see this is why i like you all right, we'll see about Valhalla. I really just want God of War 2 or 5 or Ragnarok, whatever they end up calling it. <laughs> That's it for the news of the week. Let's get to the wrap-up. This is a long wrap-up. Uh, this was a busy week on top of Streets of Rage 4. Uh, Nintendo announced they will not be hosting a June Nintendo Switch Direct. This Again. breaks my heart. Um, they no say June that- Direct. Hopefully they, yeah, they said hopefully July, late July or August is what I saw a quote, but they're apparently having major issues from obviously coronavirus and all the work Mm -hmm. at home stuff and they just couldn't pull it all together. And if the rumors are true about a new Super Mario All-Stars collection with the 3D games and 3D World getting re-released and maybe a new Super Mario game as well. Man, that's that's going to hurt them a lot. But, I mean, you could put out – you could announce it a week from now and be like, hey, Super Mario All-Stars 2, including oh. 
Sunshine 64 and what am I forgetting? Uh, Galaxy, it, it would sell just as much as Stupid Animal Crossing has. Um, so it sucks yeah, for them. Mean, no. <laughs> no, I'll be mean. Um, <laughs> I, I want... Uh, I love Nintendo. I love this renaissance they're having mm-hmm. with the Switch, and this just hurts my heart that they're not going to have a, a direct in June around non E3 week. All I want from them from from a direct, and I know this is like we need new games. I really just want that Mario Collection because I've never played Sunshine or Galaxy Two, and Galaxy One was amazing. Um, and Metroid Prime Trilogy. I just really. I've been saying for two. I'm ever starting since- to lose my hopes there (laughs) ever since they announced prime four i said okay well they got they got to put the trilogy on switch where the hell is it and it's been like two years now where where is metro and i haven't played any of those games i haven't played not for one second when they re-released it on the wii u i was so close to buying it i'm like i'll buy it at some point and then the system just died and i never ended up buying it and i (sighs) wish i bought it and played through it because part one was great and i never played the other two and i really want to because i really enjoyed part one yeah, I can't. I can't wait. It has to happen at some point for sure. That's all I want from these announcements, and I know that's a far. That, that's really grasping for something. But like, just give me the trilogy. You can take your. You can release four in ten years. I don't care. Just let me play through the original one. Please. Well, and I think we're gonna get. We're definitely gonna get Breath of Wild two next year. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance we get Odyssey two as well. So I kind of think that's why they would go the re-release route for this fall because they know they're going to blow 2021 out of the water. After the new consoles have come out and everything, they can say, okay, that's cool, but here's Breath of Wild 2 and Odyssey 2. Have fun with that. So we'll see. Uh, EA announced today that EA Play Live will be taking place during non-E3 week on June 11th. I wrote down here, is this the first official non-E3 week event? I kind of think it is. I think so. But yeah, well, tech, I think technically Jeff Keeley's might fall on that because oh, it's, that's it goes true, across yeah. all the months. But the one that's just all by itself, yeah, I would say so. Well, because this used to be an E3 event, so yep. And they're promising world premieres, news, and more. So <laughs> they're going to announce Jedi Fallen Order in the audience like they did. Yeah, E3. Well, yeah, it's coming out uh, next year. Sure, there you go. We'll see Madden and FIFA and oh, Ultimate Team, whatever. Uh, speaking of May the 4th, we weren't, but I'll say it anyways. Jedi Fallen Order got new DLC out today. I believe it is free. There are new cosmetics, mm-hmm. which it is, is free. The best part of that game is just finding new ponchos. Uh, the battle grid and combat challenges. So if you're still playing Fallen Order, there you go. Some people One are the- stoked for that, so I'm happy for them. And there's a new game plus, and um, with you start the new game plus, uh, you get the Inquisitor costume. So your guy gets to look like one of the uh, the bad dudes, and you get the double edge, double edge lightsaber, red one. All right, so. very nice. Again, I love. I-, I wanted to love that game, but it was just to me, it was just it was it was okay to good. I just feel like it was not all. I feel like it needed another six months in the oven, and they needed to oh, get sure. it out before the end of the year. But mm-hmm. the story, I freaking love the story, and I hope we get a sequel. Also, speaking of May the fourth, this time I actually was. Vader Immortal is coming to PSVR this summer. So, Sean, there you go. Go fight Darth Vader with a lightsaber. Or yeah, beat Darth back Vader. Up. Or beat Darth I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I just know Vader's in there. So, <laughs> uh, Destroy All Humans has a release date. It is out July 28th. Burnout Paradise Remastered is hitting Switch on June 19th. I've never played a Burnout game. I feel like I am extremely missing out there. Burnout um, is a fun game. Yeah, um, but you're not going to play it on Switch. Buy it on PS4 because on Switch it's going to cost ten dollars less than full price. 
of a full oh, yeah, game. Yeah, I did see that. I'm like, this yeah. game is how old now? And you're putting it out for 50 bucks and you can Disc- get it on yeah. PlayStation for like 12 bucks or something. I've seen it on it's PlayStation crazy. for seven bucks before. Oh so you should, def- you should definitely try it out next time okay. it's on sale. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's a fun smash it up game. Uh, I I completely missed out on burnout and that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two, we talked about it earlier, has gone gold, and it will take up at least 100 gigs on your PlayStation 4, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. However, that only took up 86 gigs on mine, so whatever. But it's a big old game. We knew it would be. Two discs, actually, shipping on two discs. Yep. I thought that was interesting how Final Fantasy was a data disc and then a like a play disc. I was was it? Yeah. I don't have the physical. Yeah, so you get you get two discs, but one of them is an install disc, and then the other one lets you play it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that's how Last of Us 2 will be as well. Uh, Xbox announced this past week they have now 10 million subscribers to Xbox Game Pass, and I think they also said 90 million active players on Xbox Live, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because they've only sold 40, 45 million xbox ones that means a lot of people are still playing the 360 or does that mean as well okay okay that was my question i i think well i think that because if you have game pass ultimate you get game pass for pc you get like i don't know what that but if they're saying xbox live gold then i don't know that that is an odd number to say that but yeah it doesn't really add up but the thing i also saw is that their profits are down one percent this last quarter year over year so i'm like You've got 10 million game. I've never been able to work out the math in my head of how Game Pass makes sense for them. I know how it makes sense for the consumers for sure. Mm -hmm. But as much as they push this and as awesome as it is, I just don't know how it makes sense to them. And then I see that their revenue was actually down. I'm like, man, I, I don't. They're, they're, they wouldn't be doing it to lose money. So they're, they, they know what they're doing. I just, my mind can't, I can't wrap my, my mind around it. I think it's a long con. I think they're building yeah. something like not to mention that this is going to be the backbone of xCloud at some point. Like it's, it's all they're taking their lump. They took their lumps before, like look how long they took their lumps for them. And now look at what they're doing with their system. You hate Xbox or not. Like you got to admire what they're doing again. They don't have all the games, but from a multi, from a multi-platform system standpoint, they're doing a lot of great things. They brought up the great adaptive controller for yep. uh, accessibility games pass is bringing out so many titles that no one would have ever heard of. Look, look at Streets of Rage. It's on their day and date. And people that will never, ever touch that game because they're like, oh, I don't want to play that or they're going to try it out. So yep. there's a, And developers are getting paid for that too. So they're, I think it's just, they're just being friendly right now. To me, they're kind of like being epic in a way where they're building something. They're building something bigger. And then eventually they're, they're helping out developers. It, it's it's not profiting maybe the best, but I think it's they have, they have something in plan. Yeah, and I, I've said ever since they botched the reveal at E3 2013 <laughs> and the Connect this bundle sure and games. all that. Yeah, ever since then though, once they they handed everything over to Phil Spencer, they've knocked it out of the park. Ever since then, they just couldn't recover because the launch was just bungled so horribly. And they're ramping up to to come out swinging next gen, and I, I won't be shocked at all if they win the next gen. So, they need the exclusive though. Yes, and so. software wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dice confirmed this past week that we are getting a new Battlefield game on PS5 and Xbox Series X in 2021. Shocking Shocker. nobody, but yeah. <laughs> 
And Games with Gold were announced for May as well as PS Plus games. And this is one of the worst months I can remember across both systems. The X-Bone yeah. is getting V-Rally 4 and Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Dash Martyr. Warhammer's a big <laughs> franchise. It's not for me. Uh, Xbox 360, of course, these are backwards compatible playable on the one, is getting the sensible world of soccer and Overlord 2. PlayStation. <laughs> Nothing sells games like the word sensible. In the sensible title. soccer. To be honest, since I've got my Xbox, Games with Gold has been pretty decent. So this is the first bad month I've seen since November. And March gave us Sonic Generation. So I, everything else is fine. It's fine. Well, <laughs> Sony's not doing much better because they're no. giving us Farming Simulator 19 and City Skylines. Now, I hate, but like, I know cities, if you're into that style of game, that's a big deal, but I still feel like that's way more at home on PC than, than PlayStation or any console. Yeah. This just overall is a very, very, uh, I'll be nice and say unimpressive month from both PlayStation and Xbox. Maybe it has to do with COVID. Maybe they don't want to throw extra money at these developers to take some of these games because it's just like, okay. But to some Everybody's people, hurting, yeah. Yeah, to some people, Farming Simulator and Cities are big things. Like, yep. There's a lot of people. Yeah, to the right people. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's that's a, huge. But to be honest, like if you like those games, you probably have those games. Like, yes. There's a reason why <laughs> there's a Farming Simulator every year, right? There's obviously an audience there, but they've probably yeah. bought the game already. Well, and also to be fair to Sony at least, I don't think Xbox has done anything yet. It's all been third parties. But Sony, of course, whether you have PS Plus or not, you can get Journey and the Nathan mm-hmm. Drake collection for free. So that's four Which games for free. Today. Oh, yeah. So if you're hearing this, you're too late. Well, sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry, bro. But, I mean, I, mean great, I, yeah. I own those games already, so it doesn't help me. But, yeah. Uh, Farming Simulator 19 and City Skylines, it, it doesn't blow my skirt up for sure. No. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode 181. We've been going for two hours and 15, 16 minutes, and I've loved every minute of it. No, no. Uh, It's been great. This is exactly what we wanted. (laughs) Uh, You can find me and Sean over at nerd901.com, where they are connecting nerds around the Mid-South and the multiverse. Again, look for St. Jude Play Live this coming weekend at twitch.tv slash nerd901. And as always, check out our brother from our other mother, Ernie, the Blur Without Fear, youtube.com slash Blur Without Fear. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Kevin White 24 He's at Real Sean White. He's at John S. Bernardo. Together, Sean and I are at two-player underscore co-op. Uh, Patreon, Twitch, YouTube, all that fun stuff. You, you know the whole deal. Um, check out Panel to Panel. Coming back soon. Uh, John, this has been a blast. I'm so glad you were able to join us. This has been way too long in the making. And I, I love Streets of Rage 4, but I love that it got us to, to all get together and, and hash yes, it out over this. Let's Thank not wait till uh, Streets of Rage 5 to have him back. We will be waiting a, <laughs> Another we'll be waiting 26 a lifetime. Years. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll be, back. I'll we, be back. We're never getting Streets of Rage 5. As good as this game is. <laughs> no, I'm no. Not, we leave it here. We no, leave it here. Yeah, Let's just leave it on top. Go out on a high note like George Costanza. Um, thank you all so much for being here. But until the next time, Sean. Go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing.